0: Hello, I'm Durianne Haag, aka Deya. I'm an Indonesian-Pakistani non-binary lesbian.
1: I'm Mariana Salem. I am a Lebanese-Aboriginal
0: bisexual woman. We are two writers who love movies, television and books, especially when they're gay. And welcome to Gay V Club, where we analyse LGBT texts. That we like, that we don't like, and how we relate to these texts as gay people of colour. Woo! Episode 6. It's the end of Volume 1. Yes, it is. Yes. That's what we decided two days ago. Yep. (laughs) That these
1: are volumes, not series, because volumes just sound so prestigious.
0: Sure. Yes, it does. Sure. Yeah. Basically, every six episodes, we plan to take a break. So this is our last episode of the year. Yep. End of the decade. Ooh. Before we go to the roaring 20s 2.0 mm-hmm.
1: or the screaming 20s 2.0, because that's what I'll be doing yeah. for the majority of the 20s, I believe. Wow. I'm going to be living that long. Amazing. If global warming, Hopefully. If global Hopefully. warming permits me to, you know, <laughs> that be nice. Inshallah.
0: <laughs> so for today we were going to do a year in review but then we were like hey this is actually like the end of a decade not just the end of a year so we're going to be doing a decade in review of our favorite lgbt films tv shows not just the lgbt ones just the really good ones that were unfortunately straight
1: the straights can occasionally make a decent filmé. yeah you know we hate to admit it but they do you know occasionally not like... as
0: good as when gays make really good straight film true True. Yeah.
1: Pride and Prejudice 2005.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like we didn't hit Pride and Prejudice 2005 levels this decade. But, no, um, no, no. It's hard. I get it. It's, it's, I get it. Straight filmmakers, it, yeah. it's hard. It's, it's, it's very hard. Yeah. So just to be clear, I've made a list of my favourites of the decades and Mary has made a list and we're not looking at each other's lists.
1: Nope, we and... are not looking and we are going to find out what each
0: other has written as we go on. Yes. Yee. So we're going to start with two thousand and ten. Take me back, if you can, to, oh what, to
1: who you were and what you were doing in 2010. I didn't know you in 2010.
0: No, you didn't know me in nope. 2010. I was in year eight. I was in my emo phase. Wow. I had a boyfriend. <gasps> oh. He was honestly the worst. I wrote poems for my best friend and she wrote me letters back that she she would illustrate. And Only this year did it occur to us just how fucking gay that was. <laughs> so that's where I was in 2010. What about you? I was in year ten
1: in 2010. When How um, old were you? We? Or turning sixteen? As I've repeatedly said to you, I don't think I've said it on this podcast, but I—I I was not a closeted gay. I was what I like to call a dumbass gay, who just didn't know that I was gay. Like I just thought everyone had thoughts like, "Oh yeah, I'd totally make out with Vanessa Hudgens," but who wouldn't, right? <laughs> uh, you know, like so... the
0: level of enlightenment you were on in 2010. I know. <laughs>
1: No, I'm serious. I actually assumed everybody. Like, everybody has thoughts like that, so it's not weird for me. And this is partly because my sister is also gay, so I just assumed, like, oh. Because, you know, I had someone who was so close to me, like, from birth, who was also... I was like, oh, this must be normal. It wasn't until, like, ages later that I was like, oh, yeah. But anyway, uh, so I was just going around being a dumbass in in 2010, because I was a dumbass um in many ways you're not a
0: dumbass for being unaware of your own oppression i <laughs> don't think
1: um like you're just lucky yeah I, I think i'm very happy that you had that i did 2010 i i was the year that i got very confident about performing music i mm. remember that distinctly
0: what were you into in 2010 like oh, i was like... that was one of my biggest harry potter years 2010 because it was ending
1: I think the most distinctive thing when I think of me in 2010 is I was just very into New Who, like New Doctor Who a lot. Mm-hmm. Like that's the most distinctive thing I remember. Also very much into Harry Potter yes. because it was coming to an end. The movies were, yeah, yeah. The movie was movies was coming to an end. Very into the Hunger Games. Uh, once I got into a punch up with a girl because I accidentally spoiled like part of the <gasps> book. Oh! she got real mad at me and punched me in the face oh my god Um, so yeah i was very much into my ya which i think is appropriate given the age Uh and i was very much into new who and i was just going around uh, being a dumbass assuming that everybody would want to kiss vanessa hudgens if they had the chance, and uh that's that's pretty much who i was i also was still thinking that oh i could be a youtuber
0: Like that's my ideal,
1: (laughs) that's my ideal career. Um, Yes. And also performing a lot of songs. I think the most iconic thing I ever did was perform Missy Higgins' Scar and not change any of the pronouns because Mm -hmm. I was like, why wouldn't I sing about being in love with a woman? Yeah.
0: So what's an LGBT film that you
1: remember watching in 2010? (sighs) This is, all right, here we go. This is not a good film, but this was one of the first LGBT films I watched in, in 2010. From
0: 2010? From
1: 2010. Mm -hmm. The Runaways. Oh. (laughs) The Runaways uh, with Kristen Stewart and Dakota Fanning. I downloaded that Mm -hmm. off uh, LimeWire, which is to say that I bought it legally from a shop. Um, (laughs) And I watched it uh, very pixelated and I was like, oh, lesbians. I see. (laughs) Very exciting. Very exciting stuff. I see. That's the only movie I remember watching that was gay in 2010 looking back it's caught, sort of unfortunate but you know what I actually enjoyed it mm-hmm. when I watched it because I liked the music yeah <laughs> and um I also really loved Dakota Fenning mm-hmm. but I also remember thinking at the time I was like wow she's the same age as as me but that was the first one so what about you what's a what's an LGBT film from 2010
0: I would not call this an LGBT film but
1: I know what you're gonna say
0: can wh- I guess what am I going to say? Are you
1: going to say Black Swan? No, uh, I was I was saving that for...
0: Okay, let's get into it. Let's right. get into it. No, I want you I to was say your movie <laughs> first.
1: No, I want you to say your movie first.
0: <laughs> no, it's Scott Pilgrim. Oh my God. True. Yeah, also, by the way, it's really weird succession stands. It's really weird seeing you guys say that Kieran Culkin is hot now. Like, it's just, I don't understand you.
1: I actually didn't think of Scott Pilgrim. I can't believe I didn't. But I forgot. I can't believe I talked about this with you the other day and I forgot that Ramona is yeah. bi.
0: Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that she is bi. I yeah. was I mean, I mean more Wallace. Stephen Stills is actually gay in, in the comics, but they don't get into that in the movie. Uh, I feel like that's a fun movie. I was obsessed with it when it came out. It's got a killer soundtrack and everything it does. and really fun editing and Hello
1: just again i know
0: i know but like also the vegan police (laughs) Yes, (laughs) they are my favorite yeah (laughs) scott pilgrim you know in hindsight i look back in it and i'm just like this is such a teenage boy Mm, fantasy fantasy. obviously and like you know they just did all the asian characters like that didn't Uh, they mm, they really did the l word scott
1: Lesbian.
0: no the other l word lesbians lesbians love scott i wasn't trying to trick you (laughs) But yeah, let Black Swan. Okay. okay, listen, Black Swan is not an LGBT film, but it's not it's not a lesbian film at all. It's nope. not a bisexual woman film at nope. all. But That's I feel sense. like it had a very significant impact mm. on not just the community, but on how basically a lot of film lovers view LGBT films. I guess the the scene that scene with with Natalie Portman and Mila Kunis was coined the term that I've noticed a lot of film gays use. Which is called Black Swan Gay, that term. Which is where two women in a film will kiss for the male gays. Mm. Like, it's obviously not the first time this phenomenon has happened, but it's one of the biggest times that I remember in this decade. Honestly, like, a lot of people who wouldn't have gone to see Black Swan did go to see it because. They hyped it up so much in the marketing. I remember I think they won, like, MTV Best Kiss Award that year. They did? And things like that. And, yeah, I just – I think it was just an awful, awful film and and time. Like, it's a technical masterpiece, but at what cost – the, that's a whole other episode that i could get I, into i but, also
1: um, i also just want to say um it is quite embarrassing i've had a crush on mila kunis for a very long time like when i when mm, i didn't realize obviously because mm, as i said i was yeah lot. i mean
0: at the time that and, i was uh, watching it, i was like hmm, interesting yeah interesting. mila
1: kunis <laughs> and i used to watch that scene with mila kunis and natalie portman like, oh wow and i'd be like oh i love this <laughs> but just that scene i'd never actually seen the full movie until last year did I see, you know? so, um, I see, I just really liked, I was like, I like this, I like Mila Kunis, like she like is kissing a woman. that's nice, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but overall, I just I just hate Black Swan as a film anyway, even without even without that scene and the way that they used that scene and the way that they marketed the movie with that scene, it's just a really stupid, contradictory screenplay where it's a story about sexual repressence that somehow manages to paint her quote-unquote innocence as like a bad thing while at the same time like fetishizing it like she's manipulated the entire film by Vincent Castle's character who takes advantage of her inexperience and also her struggle to like prove herself but simultaneously, he's shown as the one to be empowering her, like oh, the only one standing in your way mm. is you. Yeah. And like by the end, she's supposed to find like liberation and achieve quote unquote perfection in becoming like a sexual object for these men. Even though Black Swan is like a technical masterpiece, like it's shot incredibly well, like it's really hard to see past it as anything but a male fantasy. Yeah. So it's yeah, really fuck gross. Black Swan.
1: <laughs> it's a very gross film. But of course, men love it. The you know, people who tell me that Black Swan is a good film
0: are usually men yeah they're not women thing is quite a lot of gay women do like it and i feel very sorry for them mm. i guess get standards so it's kind of like you latch on to bad things sometimes because you feel like you don't deserve anything good
1: i know we're gonna do an episode about that in the yeah. future yeah but for now
0: that's a whole other episode what are
1: some other 2010
0: things not that- technically an lgbt film again but easy eh <laughs> i <laughs> I knew that would be on your list. okay. (laughs) Easy
1: A is my problematic fave film. I think this movie is so funny. I don't know. The gay representation in it is kind of – because it actually, like, makes some points, but it uses it – In a
0: very dismissive way as well.
1: In a very dismissive way, like, comparing the friend – his struggles being a gay kid in school yeah. to just like every straight guy's struggle of being like in school and being and, like being
0: re- regarded as like sexually incompetent. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like I think that's a weakness of it, but at the same time, like there are some things that he says in that in that movie mm-hmm. that like hit some points were made. Some
0: points are made. Also, Stanley Tucci's there. I
1: know it's like really homophobic that they make these jokes, but when like the mum's like, "I dated a gay band once, <laughs> for a long time, a really." Long long time and he's like and she's oh like oh my god that's, and, and, that's and, Patricia Clark yeah that's right and you know when Emma Stone's like please don't tell me you like please don't tell me you married him she's like no she's like your father is as straight as they come girlfriend and she's like a little too straight if you know what I mean she's like I don't <laughs>
0: I, I got, like to pretend that Emma Stone won her Oscar for EZM. I, I
1: do because I just think that's, a, that's it's a good performance. Yeah. Um,
0: I think it's really random though at the
1: end how the gay kid does run away with that random yeah. black man just so that they can make the Huckleberry Finn reference. Look, the film makes some decisions that are questionable but I think it also makes some points. And i just like to say that it's one of my most comedic moments in cinematic history when they're pretending to have sex in the bedroom. Yes. <laughs> And she's like, just moan, moan, you know, and he's like, (laughs) what? I think ECA is very funny. It's obviously, like, problematic because it was made in 2010, but Mm -hmm. I think it also makes some points. And unfortunately, it's not the worst first Mm -hmm. piece of representation you could have it's relatively not as bad as others yeah
0: another film that i did watch in that year was beginners oh, uh the I've mike i've never seen that. the mike mills film with and mcgregor and i remember loving it at the time because i was fucking pretentious back then this is the year what that back then 2010- <laughs> 2010 was the year that i got into film like 2010 was the year that i watched fire club and i was like maybe you like, movies
1: oh, are movies are valid <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought it was really sweet at the time, but then I watched it again last year and I think it's a very strange movie and I think it's very strange. I get that it's based on Mike Mills' experiences with his own father, so I don't really want to judge him personally, but the way that the movie comes across, it's like Ewan McGregor's character, hes he obviously doesn't really believe in love because he's seen how terrible his parents marriage was they also connect that with the fact that his dad was gay so it's like it's like his dad being gay like ruined his outlook on on love and relationships which i think is that's not a great not look a great not, look, not, a, great not message. a great look and not it's not a
1: great message
0: yeah yeah that's that's why it's a little bit weird for me another movie that i watched, I watched yes or no which is a thai lesbian film this was back Did you in watch 2010 this in, so you watched
1: this in 2010 <clears>
0: And I was just like, "This doesn't affect me at all. <laughs> I haven't I haven't revisited it, but I would like to. okay, because you know it's it's a well-loved film. It could it's probably one of those you know bad lesbian films. sometimes those can be good.
1: sometimes yeah,
0: sometimes the bad lesbian films are better uh, are better.
1: So I don't have another – oh, I do have another film, but as you know, I did not watch this in 2010. Mm -hmm. I watched this recently with you, and that's Heartbeats.
0: Yes! Um, I didn't watch that in 2010 either. I don't remember when I watched it.
1: Director Xavier Dolan. It is um, a lot of fun. It's I struggle. Really colorful. I, I love struggle, music. as you know, I love enjoying the soundtrack. French things, but you know, I, yeah. I, I enjoyed that. So yeah. That's the power that Xavier yeah. Dolan has. Yeah. You know? I,
0: I just love, I, I love the friendship.
1: It is. It's very cute. It's and very cute. I actually really love the cinematography. I think it's still like got a feralness to it. I just think it's actually like a
0: great rom-com storyline it like, is it's actually like
1: a really funny premise yeah. for a rom-com That
0: they're... I love that both um, Xavier's character and Muniya Shokra's character like both of them are just like internally screaming the whole time and yep. you can like see the pain in their eyes like mm. in the performance like it's so good it's so relatable it is it's, it's, <laughs>
1: it's, it's, it's really funny like they
0: say something stupid and you can see them just like beating themselves up internally <laughs> it's great it's great uh, it's so,
1: I get secondhand embarrassment from some scenes yeah. in that movie, like, yeah, I love it so. When much. she gives him the hat for his birthday, like
0: when she does the Audrey Hepburn impression, oh, is no. the worst.
1: Oh, man, but also oh, like man. I love that this came out in twenty ten. I love that there was like a a gay yeah just gay fresh one-time. out of
0: I Killed My Mother mm-hmm. and it won Sydney Film Festival, so that was
1: Ooh, yes. pretty woke of them. So I had that, <laughs> but um, other than that, I actually do want to mention music. Oh, sure, for this year, sure. Janelle Monae released Ooh. her first EP slash album mm-hmm. in 2010, and I think we can safely say this decade really did belong to Janelle Monae. There, are, she released one album in 2010, and then her next album, yeah, it came out in like two years later. Like she pretty much every two to three years has released a masterpiece for yeah. this decade. But of course, we'll get into that later. Yeah. Um. But yeah, 2010 was the first. Janelle Monáe yeah. EP release. Mm-hmm. I did not listen to it then, obviously, but it's worth acknowledging, I believe.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I have... Yes. Oh, there is... It's like a secret gay movie Ooh. that came out in 2010, that yeah. I did watch in 2010. Never Let Me Go. <gasps> because the oh, thi- not a lot of people know this, but the book that Never Let Me Go is based on by Kazuo Ishiguro. Kira Knightley's character, Ruth is in love with Carrie Mulligan's character, mm-hmm. Kathy. It's very, I actually really love the way that the book deals with it because it just talks really well about just female sexuality in general. Mm-hmm. And
1: The movie does have a weird acknowledgement of it, yeah, but so, it's like really weird.
0: And because Alex Garland fucking hates me, he wrote the screenplay he for does, this I movie. He does, I asked him once. <laughs> he wrote, he, he did write the screenplay of this movie and he removed all of that from from the story, but he left in that really weird scene where Kira kisses Carrie, and it's it's weird. It's not even lit well. It's not even lit well. It's not. I hate it so much. Yep. So, yeah, that's that's 2010. That's
1: 2010 in, in, in gay films, but I have some honorable mentions.
0: Oh, yeah. Made by some straights. Oh, yeah. Um, and
1: that, of course, goes to, and the award goes to leap year. <laughs> um, i knew you were going to say that you knew you knew because it's have you it got is, boy i have got boy, boy. by
0: taiko yeah. i love that boy film so is much amazing
1: i think it's actually probably his best <laughs> his best film like yeah. in terms of it is what we do in the shadows is a mockumentary it's also a film but yeah. like in terms of like a narrative yeah i think boy is his i best love work. boy so
0: much we've also got uncle Me who can recall his past lives, mm-hmm. and Incendie.
1: I don't know that. I'll have to... Oh, and I want to also give a shout-out to one of my favourite movies. I don't think this movie is good at all, but it is one of my favourite movies. It's called Morning Glory, about Rachel McAdams. Oh, she yeah, She wants I remember to be this. a producer of a morning show, and it's all about like the way... Like, it's just based on the comedy of how stupid producing a morning show is. It's got, like, a killer cast. It's got, like, Harrison Ford. It's got um Jane Fonda. It's got Jane Fonda. Mm -hmm. It's got Patrick Wilson. And it's just a very funny movie. And maybe I find it funny because I study, like, production and, like, Mm -hmm. can see all this happening and... How funny it is! I just love that movie. It's one of my favorite movies. It's called Morning Glory. Another and thing I was fun.
0: doing in two thousand ten is I was shopping for stationery at Morning Glory every week. I would just is that buy. a shop? Yeah, it's like a Korean stationery shop. I didn't know for the longest time that Morning Glory was selling for Bona because I just oh, thought that didn't. it was. Oh, I yeah. just thought that it was just you know that Korean stationery shop, and I would buy like a new notebook every single week. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Good for you. Sta- sometimes stationary shopping is therapeutic. I have no other honourable mentions for that year. I want to acknowledge, though, that the Prince of Persia Sands of Time came out that year and it was. Uh... People should have unstand Jake Gyllenhaal a long time ago. Yes. A long time ago. You're
0: right. You're... And
1: the last thing I want to mention is. Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland came out this year. Oh yeah, and that's not a gay movie in any way. But I'm just very gay for Mia Wasikowska.
0: Me too. So shall we move on to 2011? Yes. The only gay thing that I actually watched. Well, it's not even gay. It's 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 quite, It's technically bi, but also it's not even bi. Really, it's not done very well. Is the Go of the Dragon Tattoo? Oh, with Rini Mara. Oh. I actually really love this. I hate the millennium series like i hate those books i hate them I cannot
1: too. That's why i didn't even i cannot
0: get through them but this movie was so good it's also the movie that david finch where david fincher scammed us all into thinking rooney mara could act we won't forgive and we won't and forget. elodie young is her sometimes girlfriend in that who only appears in like two scenes but you know those are those are some good scenes I know. It's really bad of me to say. 14-year-old me was watching this like, "Mm, this is interesting.
1: Elodie Young (laughs) and Sophia Panas look very similar.
0: Oh, they do. They
1: do look very similar. They're completely different ethnicities. They just look very similar to me. They could play sisters in something. But anyway, that's got nothing to do with 2010. I just wanted
0: to express that. 2011. 2011,
1: sorry. 2011, what do I have on my list? I have TV. Are you ready?
0: No, I know what you're going to (laughs) say.
1: it's the first one it's the first thing i put so i have to say the hour yep (laughs) see how big this is written Ah, (laughs) i wrote the hour in big letters i'm so so good see i didn't even look at that because i didn't i wanted it to be like i can't see what she's written and she can't see what i've written and we've both got the hour in like (laughs) that's the first thing Yep. 2011. Yep. We could on- I could honestly talk about The Hour for a whole episode. I mm-hmm. have so the much. So BBC
0: series s- created by Abby Morgan starring Romola Garay and Ben Whishaw. They're lesbians.
1: lesbians. Yes. Everything
0: that Ben Whishaw is playing a lesbian.
1: Yeah, he he is. The Hour came out in 2011 and I've not talked to a single single And I have been fucking traumatized yeah. ever since I have not talked to a single gay. Since its
0: cancellation. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I've not talked to a single gay that is undefinably traumatized by the hour, whether yeah. it's by its cancellation or by something else in the hour. Yeah. Like, I don't know why it got us all like that, but it did. I, I think it's the yearning and it's the rep- yeah. like the repression and the, the, the all of... And
0: Anna Chancellor. Oh! oh! Wow. Listen, also, this is the start of my weird obsession with Peter Capaldi. Well,
1: it's not weird. He's great in it. Why is that weird? Yeah, that's true. It's not weird. Like,
0: I have a weird crush on Peter Capaldi.
1: (laughs) Totally valid. I know. Totally valid. Yeah.
0: But um, Anna Chancellor,
1: in she that. is magic in this series. She like, is, she is pure magic. The costume on designer
0: has said that she basically modeled all of Lix's books looks um, on, like Marlene Dietrich. Like, how was, how am I not supposed to think that she's like a lesbian icon? Because she really is. All the women in that show, like, go off. Like Una Chaplin as Marnie. Uh, oh my god, she's a
1: lesbian. Like Marnie, I'm saying, I, it here Marnie right is now. a lesbian. Marnie is Marnie. a le- he is a lesbian the only straight woman really on that show is belle as straight as you can be when you're in love with ben wishaw yeah you know honestly it's such a good series but we warn you if you haven't seen it and you go to watch it be prepared to be gutted gutted like yeah. absolutely gutted but it's so but well it's made. so good
0: the bbc but it's so painful the bbc has not popped so it since <laughs> yeah bbc made a series about bbc show try not to get cancelled They they cancelled and they cancelled it. it.
1: Yep. Maybe that's their way of saying we should have known, but we didn't. We were foolish and young and hoped for things. Yeah. I Um, was 14. (laughs) I actually didn't watch The Hour till 2013. What else do you have? What else do I have? I have I have two broke girls, which is not technically gay, but it was like the I don't know if anyone's like you. I don't know. Are you familiar with it? It's a sitcom with
0: Cat. I'm aware of it.
1: Yeah, it's deeply homophobic, but I shipped it a lot because basically the writers said that they wrote it to be like a rom com of like the two girls falling in love, and I could see that. But at the same time, you could tell that the network were like absolutely freaking not. So it's like really homophobic while it's also really cute. Oh, and it's like okay. really weird. And but it's also very racist and a horrible show in general. But I just wanted so it's more of a dishonourable mention yes. to two broke girls. I was on it. Yeah. Hannah. Hannah Yes. Can you believe they straightwashed the T V series yeah! of Hannah?
0: Yeah, they made a TV series out of Hannah. Hannah, the 2011 movie by Joe Wright, starring Saoirse Ronan. Can
1: you believe that people think like that? Lady Bird is Saoirse Ronan's gay movie when she was in Hannah when she I was know. like eleven.
0: Not and, eleven? Oh, That's Atonement. Know, thirteen. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> Sorry, she was like thirteen know.
1: or fourteen. That scene is so tender in in Hannah. Like mm. it's so soft when so the nice. other girl like kisses her, and she's just like, oh. Like she's just so happy. That sequence yeah. is she's so happy and and warm. It's so yeah. nice.
0: But yeah, it's just a banging soundtrack with a really fun plot. It's very different for Joe Wright, I'd say. But um, yeah, the cinematography he kills it. Is so he kills good. it. The uh, colors beautiful. Eric Banner, pretty nice too. Also, unfortunately, Kate named her son after Roman Polanski. Blanchett is also in it. Perfect movies. All right, Don't I have. Exist. Or I at least have... they didn't until two thousand sixteen. Pariah.
1: Yes directed by d reese i love um, pariah so much i did not watch pariah in 2011 me neither it's mm-hmm. so lovely I th- we've talked about it on the podcast before mm-hmm. it's about a butch lesbian butch black lesbian and it's sort of a coming directed of age by
0: a butch black mm-hmm. lesbian
1: and it's sort of a coming of age buildings roman or her, whatever they call it and it's it's really lovely she's also a writer which i love mm-hmm. Like, wow. Yeah,
0: that's what I related to a lot.
1: I just love also the scenes between her and her friend that's always trying to get her to, like, Mm. go out and, like, meet somebody. It's just such a nice movie. It's a sad movie as well, but Mm -hmm. it's
0: also a really nice movie. Yeah, Um, I feel like it perfectly encapsulates that insecurity that you feel mm. when you're aware of what you are and you don't really know how to be amongst your own community. But also you're frightened to be because, like, Mm -hmm. it'll mean. And there's also, of course, like, all the external things, like, the external things in your micro world like your family yes etc oh her uh, family
1: yeah. that's a brilliant movie i have also on this list in terms if you want to talk about gay coming of age uh of circumstance on here
0: as well oh that movie is
1: rough made by an iranian
0: mariam keshavar yeah
1: she's she's a lesbian as well isn't yes she? i believe so yes. i'm pretty sure she
0: is Boom. we forgot to mention her in our gay gays episode but mm. um but, I remember writing her name down, so she must be. But I've got Tomboy by Selene I
1: have not seen it, but I love her. It's quite sweet. Also, okay, I have not technically an LGBT thing, but I have to talk about Much Ado About Nothing. The <laughs> knew <version>. you <laughs> I have to talk about it. But again, I you know I didn't watch it when it came out then. Mm-hmm. No one could unless you actually went and physically saw yeah. it. Um, but, you know. Love, love David Tennant and Catherine Tate that in as Beatrice and Benedict. I hate all the reviews, which are most of them, that say they were terrible in it because they those, were so good. They were so good. That's exactly how Beatrice and Benedict are meant to be.
0: Beatrice they, and Benedict are both bisexual. Yep. Just in case you weren't already aware. Like,
1: yeah, <laughs> exactly. And uh, they play them in in that version as the bisexual disasters that they are. And no version of Much Ado does the like love confession scene better mm-hmm. than they do when they're yeah. just giggling and screaming and, <laughs> and running around like lunatics. Love mm-hmm. it. Sweet and wholesome and wonderful, but a lot of people apparently, and this really surprised me when I was looking up reviews of it like in the archives, a lot of people really didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And i am just decided that those people are biphobic and don't have taste.
0: Weekend by Andrew High is a lovely movie oh i've heard of this but i haven't watched be it. contemplating mm. i love i i'm like obsessed with movies that are just two people talking before trilogy stands do not interact mm. um but yeah the weekend is is a lovely movie like that my other mostly heterosexual though i feel like there's plenty of gay subtext in in some of these movies from 2011 uh attack the block oh <gasps> I love. I have loved John Boyega since 2011.
1: Also, the best November, which is so,
0: which is so sad. It's so sad seeing Star Wars be like this now. Mm. I'm so glad that he's free from it. Also, the Raid. (laughs) I love that movie. Sherlock Holmes: A Game of Shadows. I was
1: wondering which of us was going to bring it up. Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows, which I know is your favorite of the two. Yeah. I love it as well, but I I like know, I know
0: you don't like that they kill off Irene.
1: That's, I'm sorry.
0: I just, it's hard for me
1: to move past that. It really is. But also,
0: like, when I watched that scene, I'm like, as if they killed off Irene. Like, it never really hit me because I was never like, I never really actually believed that she was dead. denial. In that. Also, We Need to Talk About Kevin by Lynn Ramsey. I love that film so much.
1: That's not a gay film. Is no. it? No, 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 no. My honorable mentions made by the Straits. Look, there's honestly not many. 2011 was a pretty bad year.
0: I um, love 2011. You
1: love 2011? There are
0: peeps that I didn't mention.
1: 2011, one of my favorite movies in the world came out. It's not a gay movie, it's called Another Earth. It was directed and written by Britt Marling, who wrote the OA. Oh. Uh, this is before she met uh, Zal, who okay. she makes the OA with. This was like her first movie. The story of how she got this movie made is wild. She, like, quit her job as an accountant and was like, I'm just going to go and make this movie. And if you haven't seen, like, another... yeah she was she was an accountant and this movie is wild if you haven't seen it it's about literally another planet appearing in the sky and everyone's like oh what is it and they think oh they realize it's identical to earth and they're like oh that's cool it's another earth that's awesome and then like the the bomb that drops is like when they contact the other earth it's the same woman who's contacting from this earth contacting from that earth Mm -hmm. and they realize it's a parallel earth that's come into their orbit and the main character that Britt marling plays is a woman who's gone to jail for um like manslaughter she accidentally killed this man's family and she befriends the man but he doesn't know that it was her that did it and it's like a crazy story because she just she wants to get him tickets to visit the other earth to see if his family are still alive and it's like oh this movie is so emotional it was made on a shoestring budget but it's like I love movies like that, where Mm -hmm. it's made on $3, but you know you're saying things. That's my
0: honourable mention. This reminds me a lot of Cloverfield Paradox.
1: It's like the the better version yeah. of Cloverfield. It's so good. It's honestly one of my favorite movies. And Britt Marling is there and she's just so ethereal. She's like the TV version of if if Florence and the Machine. Like if she <laughs> made movies, she'd be Brit Marling. What else? I love Fright Night. Fright Night came out that, that year and it's very fun and I love it. Columbiana, which is one of my favorite Zoe Saldana movies, came out. It's a cool action movie. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, Black Mirror came out this year. This was the first year, like series oh. of Black Mirror. So we had fifteen million merits, which is one of my absolute favorite Black Mirror National episodes. National anthem. National anthem. Back when Black Mirror was good and actually was opinionated and took risks. And I think that's all I've got for for the oh the raid. Oh, I like that you put that there. I put the that's raid, nice because it's fun. I love the raid. It's the first. The raid one. is
0: like probably one of the first um Indonesian movies that I watched that was actually popular, like, amongst, like, the the Western, like, film circles, so. Intouchables also came out. Yes!
1: All right, so. 2012! 2012. What were you doing in 2012? Give me a sneak peek. Mm. This was the year before we met.
0: No, this is the year that we met. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. We met after season two of Sherlock came out.
1: Yeah, after. It didn't come out until, like, the end of that year.
0: I thought it came out at the start of that year.
1: No. Uh,
0: Okay. I still had my boyfriend. Oh, dear. I remember distinctly he told me to watch the movie A Dangerous Method, which I feel explains enough about my boyfriend. Yeah. Mm.
1: (laughs) And he just happened to to mention
0: in passing (laughs) that, that he liked Keira Knightley in that movie. And I'd already had a crush on Keira Knightley that I wasn't fully aware of. And Mm -hmm. I kind of just used that. I remember like I used his like flippant remark just like as an excuse to really dive in to just like my Keira Knightley obsession. Just being like, I want to know what it is about her.
1: (laughs) Oh, right. (laughs) Oh, right. That was like me with Gemma (laughs) Arlington. Yeah. I just don't get it. I just need to look at like
0: her. I, I'd already like at this point, like I'd already seen Ben, like Beckham, I'd already seen Pirates, but then like I really went into Kira Knightley's whole filmography and just spent two thousand twelve, and I guess a bit of two thousand eleven watching watching it. Yeah, I really loved that that one of my best friends would just make jokes like, oh, of course you are gonna watch this movie for Kira, and like she would just I would tell her I am like, oh, I watched this Kira movie on the weekend, and she never pointed out to me how gay yeah. that was. <laughs> she should have. We're in 2012, right? Yeah, so, 2012. Oh, okay,
1: well, I was in my last year of school. That's how I know we didn't meet because I was out of school when we met. No. Yes.
0: No. Yes. You were in the middle of your HSC when we met. I was not. I, I re- mean, like, online. Oh, online? Yeah. Oh, yeah. On um, Maybe online, but I
1: didn't meet you yeah. in the real world. Yeah, until, we didn't meet like, until
0: yeah. I'd finished school. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, all right, fine. <laughs> 2012. Yeah, I was finishing my HSC and I was actually quite excited because I'd was finishing my HSA and that's very exciting because I didn't want to be doing it anymore. Yay. I actually wrote. I wrote a Doctor Who fanfiction my, for my extension too, so I spent most of 2012 refining my fanfiction for to hand it in. I don't know if we have any in, like international listeners. Uh, extension to English in Australia, you 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 do a project like it's basically a whole project. You do a whole project for a year. You can write a short story or you can write like the opening chapter to a novel or something. You can make a short film. You can make a short film.
0: You can write a big essay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's essentially like yeah, yeah,
1: it's essentially like a mini thesis that mm-hmm. you can do. When you're seventeen years old, mm-hmm. um, and um, mine was mine was Doctor Who, and I wrote I wrote like a script for an episode that was meant to be exploring how the Doctor is possibly like a godlike figure, how whether or not he is actually a godlike figure or deliberately mm-hmm. written that way. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, that was, but it was essentially just a River Doctor fan fiction because I made her the companion in it, and I was like,
0: this is what oh. it is. Oh, in 2012, I got into Doctor Who. Woohoo! That that was was a, it was a good year to get into Doctor Who. Actually, that was that was a happy time. It's for me. a very happy time i mean i love i loved revisiting it later on now when i had critical thinking skills but you know i was quite happy watching doctor it was like one of the only things that made me happy actually i distinctly remember not realizing i was feeling like absolute shit until like i watched like the christmas special and then realizing how happy it made me
1: That is the best indictment of Christmas specials I've ever heard. That's amazing. Oh, my God. I love that. I'm going to use that anecdotally from now on to argue why Christmas specials are shit. Um, What?
0: No, like the Christmas special made me so happy.
1: Yeah, it made you so happy. That's really sad because Christmas specials are bad. (laughs) Okay. What Christmas special was it in 2012? Do you remember? I don't remember which one it was. I remember it was the um,
0: Michael Gambon one.
1: Oh, that's actually a, that ac- That's actually like one of the better Christmas specials. Fine, I rescind my statement. That's fine. Yeah,
0: I didn't watch a lot of actually gay movies in two thousand and twelve. I saw "Farewell My Queen." Um. Oh, I saw "Cloud Atlas," is which that- is a mm. dishonorable mention because of all the brown face and the yellow face. But there's white face in it too, Dan. <laughs> you know? They treat everyone equally. Also, can I just say, like Halberry and Whiteface is like the most terrifying thing ever.
1: You want to know something worse than what? that, though. For 2012, the only remotely like gay thing I actually saw in 2012,
0: yeah, is Perks of Being a Wallflower. I actually watched that again recently, and I have a very different opinion about it. Okay, that I at the time in 2012, I remember reading Perks of Being a Wallflower and hating it because it was too close to my current to the situation that I was in. Yeah, so. Fair. I hated it, but, like, watching it again, I think I watched it again in, like, a bit over a year ago with my brothers, because my brother just felt like watching it. Yeah, it just... He was going
1: through something and feel like watching Perks of being a wall. No, about. he was
0: just curious about, like, what it was about. Oh. Okay. Like, I actually really appreciate it, because I feel like it's a very... It's a very good depiction of, of the trauma.
1: I haven't watched it since I watched it in, in twenty. Like, Emma Watson's
0: performance is still shitty and cringeworthy and, like, ruins everything. She looks really yeah. cute in it. Though. She does. Oh, she got that iconic... The um, pixie, pixie cut, cut post mm. Harry Potter. Well, we forgot to mention Harry Potter. Harry Potter finished. Harry Potter had finished year. by 2012. That was, that was the big thing. That was why I latched on to Doctor Who. I was like, I don't have anything left.
1: Yep. <laughs> okay, so the other gay movie I have listed here. Again, though, I didn't see this when it came out, as you know. I only watched this recently, and that's Lawrence. Anyways,
0: mm. came out in in
1: 2012. Another Xavier Dolan. Maybe. i've
0: got helter skelter which is kind of a gay movie i feel like it's a it's a disgusting movie but it's very beautiful but it's disgusting like it's supposed to make you feel like sick is it yeah yeah i love that movie i did watch in the house uh Dans la maison it's a francois ozon film and um there is a gay character in that to this day i'm still obsessed with it i remember it was very influential on in me because it actually it's about it's about a kid who is was who was a writer handing his work over to his his English teacher who really believes in his skill. Watching this film made me realize I'm like, hey, you can make like the most you can make like the most like banal scenes like really interesting. And it actually stopped me from writing like escapist like fantasy and like genre fiction. Mm. And like it made me just stick to just more grounded like drama. Wow. And stuff for a very long time. Okay. Um, That's interesting. Also that the that soundtrack movie. Bangs and it was like my most my ninth most listened to album this year still wow <laughs> yeah the impact thank you Philly from me
1: <laughs> not technically. I don't know I don't like counting this as a gay film though many I know many people do but Pitch Perfect also came out
0: anyway Watch Da <gasps> uh, oh yeah Watch the Watch the is not gay but there is a weird there is a little subplot which a lot of people don't even realize is supposed to be gay, but there are those girls that get kicked out of the school. Mm-hmm. I'm fairly certain that they were Dang. kicked out because they were lesbians. And Wajda is just such a lovely, lovely film. I remember watching it because I was raised as a Muslim and I remember like really relating to Wajda and that she didn't, didn't really connect to it in a way, but also like it made her feel good when she was able to read the Quran. Well, like, yeah. Yeah.
1: That's nice. Yes. And um, I love...
0: Haifa Almanso.
1: Yeah, Haifa um, Almanso, I, like, love her films. I think mm. she just makes really lovely films. Yeah. I wish occasionally she'd stay in her lane a little bit, though. The film she made about Napoli Ever After, about the black woman, like, cutting her hair, while it was, like, well-intentioned, I just feel like...
0: Uh,
1: it was just, like... I haven't
0: seen a lot of her other films, so... Ricky Whittles in that movie That's
1: nice. He plays her asshole boyfriend, and I'm like, I'm meant to believe that this literal puppy is is an asshole. Okay. But anyway, some girls. Yes! Yes! Some Listen, girls
0: Saz and Viva were gay. Saz and yep. Viva were gay. Yes,
1: they were. Um also I just want to say, all you bitches that love dairy girls, like you guys suck. Because you didn't watch some girls. And... I mean,
0: the people who are like our age who like dairy girls but yes. slept on some girls. Like, if you are like you know the, a teenager who likes dairy girls, that's fine because that's what you have access to. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's relatable for you. But like the older some... people, some girls, the oldens like us, oldens, the the elder gays. <laughs> nah, I hate no, no, we word. are
1: not. Do not, are not say that. Gay. No, no, are... no, no, we're not. We're no. not. That was like an ironic use. Of yes, okay. That okay. Um, but like some girls was an amazing show. It was about four girls. They were like working. Class Britain. Saz was. She's Pakistani, isn't she? In that show, is she Pakistani? I think South Asian. She's South Asian. Main
0: character Main char- Viva
1: is, is black. black. And you've got Amber and Holly who are white and like they are, like, but they're so funny. I yeah. love them so much.
0: Yeah, that was the best teenage girl shenanigans. It show. really was. It some... was like, it was like the in betweeners, but with girls and just so much better.
1: Also, Jackie Van Beek uh, plays oh, yeah. the PE teacher in that show. She's awesome. But I love this show because it has a wonderful plot line mm-hmm. where Saz thinks. That she might mm. be into girls. And mm. I think it's really funny the way she's trying to go about and She's just like I watched Box One last night to get <laughs> myself ready. <laughs> but so many things that Saz says are so relatable because Saz is South Asian, and this is that scene where they both want to date the same guy, and she's like, "Well, you've got to give me a week's warning before we go on a date, though, because I've got to de-hairify myself." I know <laughs> the I know. relatability of that. Oh my goodness! Some Girls was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was only three seasons, and there's only about what six or eight episodes in each season. There's not many, mm-hmm. but it was wonderful. Yeah, and had like a lot of positive messages. I felt yeah. for for young girls mm-hmm. that. The whole episode on masturbation is like one of the funniest, <laughs> w- one of the funniest <laughs> episodes I've ever seen of a show. Yeah. It's one, of, still to this day, one of my favorite shows. Honorable mentions. Oh wait, no, no, no. There was a couple of before we get into that. Mm-hmm. Th- there are a couple of significant things that happened in 2012 that I when I was looking up stuff for this. Oh, so, I
0: forgot Glee. Wh- yeah, that's whatever.
1: Fine. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, Frank Ocean Ooh, and Azalea Banks both came out in 2012.
0: I do remember this.
1: Both of them. Uh, the bicons they are came out in this most sacred year of 2012 the, the world was meant to end in 2012 do you remember that they even made a movie like about how how it ended yeah yep one of my favorite albums ever came out in the year of 2012 and that is um origin of love mm. by mika who is uh All Y'all's Other Favourite Gay Lebanese Person. Yes, and I love that album. But another significant thing happened in 2012 was when we started talking to each other online. And we started talking to each other because, and I haven't, we haven't mentioned this yet, but because Elementary came out this year in 2012. No.
0: Yes, we... it did. Okay. First, okay. I can't believe you're like miss... you're messing up our like meeting. Our story. orange and stuff. I can't. All right. Yeah. Here. You I go. cannot abide we're like, by this. We're like a married couple. Like that's not how we met. So season two of Sherlock had just come out. Mm-hmm. Um Mary, who is who loves Irene Adler. I do. I who who love Irene Adler. <laughs> We who. We. 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 we, (laughs) We. I who made a lot of gifts of Iron Edler and of Adlock. Yeah, I remember Mary messaging me like, I really like your gifts of this show. And I remember messaging her, I'm like, I really like the fanfic that you write. And, um, (laughs) yeah. I used to still have that message and then
1: Tumblr deleted it very recently.
0: No! It's very
1: upset, but
0: anyway. But, um, Yeah, that was a time that was we were we were unfortunately stuck in an awful fandom. We Um, were, we were were also stuck in an awful subculture of an awful fandom as well, which was very toxic and very homophobic. Yeah, very everything. (gasps) Like they were literally. I think back at this, like the racism.
1: Oh, the adlock subculture, and yes, I'm going to mention them by name because I don't care. Um, (laughs) Like they. They are honestly, for the most part, there are a couple of people who weren't, mm-hmm. but for the most Nina. part, Nina, we love we you. We love Nina. Nina. For the most part, are just made up of like horny, racist, straight, straight, homophobic, women, homophobic, lesbophobic. People. Yeah, and it's horrible though because what else would you expect from a relationship that had been written like that? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. maybe we were too, mm-hmm. we were too silly to think that to expect better. Yeah. But you know, no matter how cringy, like when I think back on. That time and how cringy it yeah. was. I'm grateful for it because without it, I wouldn't have met you. So, yeah. elementary also started that same yes. year. Yes. Oh god. And that was also one of the first conversations I remember having with you online. Because you I remember you were like, Oh, you said messaged me, you were like, You like elementary as well? That you were like, You're such a babe and I was like, I am such a babe for liking elementary I don't remember this at all, but I sure. D- I d- that sounds I'm, like
0: something I'd say. Yeah, you
1: were like, You're a babe for liking elementary I'm like, damn right I'm a babe for liking elementary. The taste
0: Yeah, I love Lucy Lou.
1: We I love, love Johnny Lee Miller. Yeah. We
0: really loved elementary.
1: We're platonic icons. <laughs>
0: Shut up! <laughs> no. No, do not I'm use sorry. that word. I, I know I love to make fun of you and make you cringe using that word to describe them, but no. I'm turning you, turning it on. We do not, valid- How the turn we do not validate that actual term.
1: Like whenever if you ever hear us
0: say it, it's ironic. It's ironic.
1: Also for people that unironically use that term, you're just talking about friendship. That's what you're talking about. Like just say friendship. Yeah. Like like just say
0: it. Okay. I will say though about Sherlock, like even though it was awful, Lara Pulver, while she's not technically my gay awakening, and I you know, I was already obsessed with many other women before, like Lara Pulver as Iron Adler got me to like finally admit out loud to myself that I liked girls. So Honourable mention to Lara Pulver. What else is 2012? I've just got, Um, yeah, my honourable mentions of straight movies. um, Skyfall, The Place Beyond the Pines, and uh The Master
1: oh what have you got i have got beasts of the southern wild which is one of my favorite movies i just love it everything about it was was... looper
0: from 2012
1: looper was 2012 yes it was yes i did like looper looper was 2012 the sapphires is one of my favorite australian films it came out oh this is not really i don't actually like this movie but i think conceptually it's like quite a funny film like magic mike came out that year and it's honestly like a comedy
0: oh life of Pi*. no that was 2013 life of- was it two 2000- thousand? Yeah, it was uh, two thousand twelve. Life of Pi. Cool. I must have broken up with my boyfriend at this time because I remember going to see Life of Pi with another boy for the first time, oh. and he tried to kiss me during the scene where where he's telling where he's telling the 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 boat company people you know his story, and I hated it so much that I just went to go see the movie again by myself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's so funny! Oh my goodness! Oh my gosh! all right 2013 2013 2013 i just want to say um apart from meeting you i i really didn't like 2013 as a year for
0: myself personally we didn't meet in 2013
1: we met up in real life in 2013 no
0: we didn't yes
1: we did no we didn't
0: we met in we met after i was turned 18 i remember this
1: are you sure?
0: Yeah, and that was in two, at the end of 2014, so oh, we met wow. in 2015.
1: Wow, that's so long. We were talking to each other for so long before we actually – that's yeah, like crazy. Okay, yeah. never mind. Oh, we started Skyping in 2013. We, we was... Oh, yeah, we sky- we still use Skype. We still use Skype. That's And I remember amazing. one night we sat up for like eight hours because we found that website that was like how much Sherlock costumes cost. And yes! Oh, and it made us so mad. It made us so angry because like all of his – dressing gowns are worth like so much money and mm-hmm. it, also ari Adler's shoes in that one scene where she's naked cost like so much money i just it's like louboutins Lou, louboutins
0: louboutins, no, louboutins. louboutins. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: 2013 is honestly a very mixed bag and for me it's a it's a the mixed only bag.
0: okay i watched two films that were actually gay in that year and then the rest um were like afterwards oh i watched technically three films
1: i had a boyfriend in 2013 um, also had crippling anxiety and depression and yes those two. those things were ex- inexplicably linked to one another I see. Um, <laughs> without going too much into it because i don't like talking about it very much um but yeah uh 2013 also was my first year of university it was very stressful for me a lot was happening i wasn't handling it that well I'm being Mm -hmm. perfectly honest but that's okay Mm -hmm. friendly like just a friendly thing you know it's okay if you get out of school and you're not handling it well I don't think I've ever talked to anyone who handles
0: no getting
1: out of school well even if you hate school I don't think people handle it well because we are part of that structured thing for so long and then to just be released into the world like there you go (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's quite traumatic in a way yeah um but anyway that's another thing for another time 2013 i found my favorite show in the whole world came out in 2013 and that is selfie yes <laughs> selfie oh my goodness selfie also selfie made me realize i was in love with karen gillen which john is- cho is excellent and in john that cho show is excellent well. it's not i don't think it has any gay stuff in it no i mean i i think eliza is
0: bi but like You think Eliza I thought Henry was bi. Yeah, I can see that. It's like a modern take of My Fair Lady. It's a modern take of Pygmalion, actually. Which is modern which is a
1: My Fair Lady. It was Like his name is literally Henry Higgins. And her name is literally Eliza Dooley, like Eliza Dooley. But it's a very wonderful story. It's a wonderful take. They deal with um basically like the bias of each generation against social media so yeah. it deals with uh millennials glorification of it essentially but also deals with the skepticism of it and treats those things both yeah. like with an equal amount of criticism yeah which i think a lot of shows now mm-hmm. made seven years like can't do yeah. like I, I think it's pretty insane that selfie managed to do this in 2013 mm-hmm. n- managed to make a show that was nuanced in yeah. its dealing of social media like it didn't categorically say it was bad but didn't mm-hmm. categorically say it was good it was just like The way you use it. Yeah. Matters. Matters. But it also had an ensemble cast of mostly like people of color. Yeah. And it's also just hilarious and sweet and lovely. I never forgive because it got cancelled after its second episode not fair just Just say you hate women and poc and fun and wholesomeness and go and it's also it really it just blows my mind that it also was cancelled because it came out in the height of that era of shows of like millennial women dealing with their lives like it came out during the height of new girl and all these other shows that would like like the fact that this show didn't take off like it's always a mystery to me so sad It's,
0: it's so sad but i i love it it's not gay at all but it's important to me. So I'm, I'm mentioning it. It's important it. to me. Mm. What about the greatest cinematic masterpiece of all time, Mortal Instruments City of Bones? Oh!
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it! I love it so much. I recently rewatched this, and when I say very recently, I mean like two nights ago. I had a double feature with myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, of, uh, no, I that was with my friend. And we both watched it together. We watched that and Anna and the Apocalypse. And in the apocalypse, which we'll mention later, yep. *The Mortal Instruments: City of Bones* is a bold YA movie, and I say it's bold because it knew exactly what it was. It went in like, "We are
0: a it corny knew ass. exactly. This is a corny story based on a corny book based on, based written on... by written by a woman who is being sued. For Ripping off plagiarism a Draco of Draco and Ginny. Is it Ginny? Yeah,
1: yeah Draco the and Ginny, Ginny fan, fan fiction. Fic. Yeah, and the movie embraces that
0: beautifully. I love Lily Collins in that. Yes,
1: also uh, this Go is for like a year I like realized I was in love with Lily Collins and Karen Gillen. What a good year it was for me. Nice.
0: I met my girlfriend in last year. Oh,
1: good for you. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Yeah, <laughs> I love that for you. Also, just a side note though, Mortal Instruments is technically gay. <laughs> We don't like to talk about it because it's terrible, but like, there's some gay rep there. Yeah, is it good
0: Alec, Is it good? No. No, but it's there. Godfrey um, Girl, pretty? Yes. Yes.
1: But also, I am. Rest in peace. I'm still. Oh my God. I actually cried watching it the other night because I was like, oh, I, I like. Because I loved. I know a lot of people were getting mad because people were like, oh, the guy who played Magnus is dead. But like, honestly, if that's the first place you saw him, like, you can be yeah. sad about that. His portrayal of Magnus made me love the Mortal mm-hmm. Instruments. And made me go and read it. And mm-hmm. Magnus was actually the first character I ever read, like in a book or anything, that used the word
0: bisexual. So interesting. And- I remember Magnus was the first Indonesian bisexual character that mm. I'd ever come across with in anything. I have always been a little bit upset that in the in the adaptations, he's never been cast as an by, no. as an Indonesian man. Yeah.
1: Godfrey, is is Godfrey, right? Godfrey is Taiwanese. Godfrey God is
0: Taiwanese, and Harry Shum Jr. Is, is, I forget what he is, but he's not Indonesian. Yeah. Um, Magnus- but you know, what do you expect from Cassandra? Yeah. Like, I don't know why I'm, I expected anything better, but like, yeah.
1: Apparently, they're 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 written a lot better in the mm-hmm. in the Shadowhunters TV series. Like she used that as like a way to correct a lot of the shit she did in in the movies and the book. But whatever. But I mean, the, I don't have time for that. The sin is committed. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But yes,
0: yeah, the mortal instruments we love. I watched Kill Your Darlings that year. That movie How with Daniel that? Radcliffe, where he's and got curly hair. Um, Daniel
1: Radcliffe looks so good in that movie.
0: He does. He looks adorable. Mm-hmm. I love Daniel Radcliffe. King of range.
1: King Just, of range. He has so much. fun. So excited for Miracle Workers Season 2, which is technically not a Season 2, but still excited. Yeah.
0: 2013 is also the year that my favourite TV series, Utopia, by Dennis Kelly came out, starring Fiona Shaughnessy, Adil Akhtar, Nathan Stewart Jarrett, Geraldine James, and a few other great people. That's a show that came out, and I will forever be bitter. Uh,
1: what else? I want to mention this because I think it was important culturally. I don't think it wasn't important to me, and it wasn't a thing that I found significant to myself, but I think it's important to mention that Orange is the New Black came out that year. Oh, yeah. Whether or, or not, however, we feel about Orange is the New Black, unfortunately, it, it is an important show in yeah. terms of the 2010s yeah. um, and gay rep.
0: Yeah. Didn't House of Cards come out as well?
1: No, House of Cards came out before that, I thought. I don't want to say anything about Oranges like That was black.
0: That was indeed a show that was made. Yep. Sure was. Two thousand and thirteen is also when Da Vinci's Demons came out, the stars TV series that straightwashes Leonardo da Vinci. Well not, not, not completely straightwashed, but like his main end all be all love interest is a woman which is really sad. Yeah, I watched it for Lara Pulver and I loved Blake Ritson in it and Greg Chillin. So that was a thing that happened. And Da Vinci's is actually a really cool concept. Um, I would, you know, I would actually love if it was like just a remade without the straight washing and the Islamophobia.
1: Also a dishonorable mention that I wanted to talk about was Hannibal. I think a lot of uh, LGBT TV in the early 2010s can be characterized by a lot of queer baiting between men.
0: Yeah, that I in a way I feel sad about, but I also yeah during 2013. Oh, a dishonorable mention from 2013, which I don't really want to even are you going to talk- regard as an as an LGBT film is. is- it- Nymphomaniac oh, I by thought... Lars von Trier which I only watched because I fucking hated Lars von Trier but I felt at the time like in order for me to justifiably criticize him I needed to watch at least one film by him Um, so I watched that one because that was the most recent one that had come out yeah I, I will never get those like four hours of my life back I
1: thought you were going to mention the other horrible not LGBT film that came out Blue is the Warmest Colour
0: oh fuck <laughs> Blue is the Warmest Colour is just terrible if you meet a lesbian or a bi woman that that likes that movie like run
1: my run. favorite thing in anything is in the bisexual when when uh, yes when the friend i forget his name yeah when <laughs>
0: he's just like what did you guys think of the film blue is the warmest color do you think it was a uh- was a good representation of lesbians in their relationships and they're all just like And just to contextualize,
1: he's in a he's in a lesbian club, basically. He's in a lesbian Mm -hmm. nightclub.
0: He's just surrounded
1: by by lesbians and by women. Uh, and they all look at him like with the most dead inside glances, like when he says But yeah, Blue As Woman's
0: Color was an awful film. I feel so sad for what happened to Leosedo and Adele Exacopoulos on that mm-hmm. set. I hate the director. He is a creep. Mm-hmm. Um I can't believe he's still making films. I also can't believe that story anyway because it's so gross and pedophilic and just disgusting and like Please? it's really, it's really, it was really damaging. I feel like Black Swan. It had a very big impact on on like film gays of our generation because it was really damaging seeing such graphic scenes that at, such as that at that age. Obviously, I, obviously, I was too young to be watching it, but also like it was being shoved down my throat because it was the only thing that we really had. Everyone was like, "You have to watch this to," you know. Yeah, it was really damaging and it really messed up kind of the way uh, that I thought about sex. I am
1: and, I am sorry to all the who, were, uh, after who were exposed to it. I am very glad to say that I've never watched it and I don't plan to
0: don't do not um,
1: no I, I never want to the most homophobic thing netflix ever does to me is when every week i check the lgbt films that have been uploaded and that's usually the first one it, it spits out at me and i'm like don't Just you put the thumbs down on don't it. you know me by now netflix another dishonorable mention for 2013 goes to dallas buyers club which we've already oh. talked about on our yep. previous episode i don't think we need to explain why that movie is horrible it is horrible and mm-hmm. it's not really an lgbt film at all amazing that they made a whole film about aids and the impact of aids and didn't really no look i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna do it yeah um i'm not gonna
0: do it anyway some films that i was obsessed with that year that were good stoker nice bell nice about time nice the double nice mary queen of scots the 2013 one by thomas Imbach, starring camille Camille rutherford and and aaron barnard not the new not the searching Ryan one just to be clear yeah cinema and also prisoners
1: oh yes some of my honorable mentions: Only Lovers Left Alive. I was just very gay for Mia that year, so I had. Yeah. I, I've got. And only... yet, you
0: didn't watch Stoker. I know, until I know, like I know, I know, I know. Two
1: months ago, but I also just didn't want to see Matthew Goode do that because I love him. Tracks also is. Um, yeah. I love. I love Tracks. I like Australian films that yeah. are, like, are good. Um, <laughs> tracks is also a good one. The Family is one of my favorite movies. It's got uh, Robert De Niro, Michelle Pfeiffer. They play like mob a mob family who are in um they're very bad at being in winner's protection and it's like one of my favorite comedies (laughs) a dishonorable mention this year goes to her which uh it was a film that traumatized (laughs) me greatly the only reason i'm glad that i saw her is because it mentally prepared me for that scene in blade runner 2049 where he has sex with the hologram and i was like yeah i've already seen this. i remember
0: liking her a lot when it came out i wasn't affected by it at all i i i
1: i I, have not just like i've never walked out of a cinema feeling like so disgusted (laughs) i (laughs) don't know i just hated it i wanted an, an honorable mention i know there's issues with this movie but pacific rim was a very fun movie that's from
0: 2012 no it's not i don't know the thing about pacific rim is that everyone's like oh this is like everyone was like oh this is transformers for gay people Mm. But actually, no it's one gay Neon gay it. Genesis Evangelion for straight people. And also, I just will never get over how Guillermo del Toro was like, what? I've never heard of Neon Genesis Evangelion. What a liar. Like, as if. What a liar. As if. What an
1: absolute liar. Yeah. Let's end this on a high note. Some great music came out in 2013. Really? Yes. Um, Hayley Kiyoko released her first EP. Mm. So Girls Like Girls came out. Janelle Monae's second album or third album? Oh, I haven't got it in here. But Electric Lady came out, Ooh. which is one of my favorite albums that she did because she collabs with Solange on
0: it. Woo! All I remember about 2013 was AM. Oh, <gasps> yes. Like, about 2013 music, yeah.
1: Oh, what, a, what an album. Oh, and also one of my least favorite movies of all time came out in 2013, Trance. Oh.
0: I hate that that movie, like, could have been Gone Girl before Gone Girl happened, but then mm-hmm. they did that weird shit with, like, iPads and pubes. Nope. Yeah. Don't even. Don't even. What Let's a, move. What a stupid, stupid, what film. A stupid film. 2014. First film up. Paddington. Woo! Believe it or not, Paddington is gay. Yep. He is. He is. Yeah. You don't need to elaborate. Yeah. But... We also had... Uh, Desiree Archavans Directorial oh, Debut Appropriate, appropriate Behaviour, which we have spoken about, which I love. Respire. Oh my god. Breathe by directed by Melanie Laurent. The most traumatizing. I don't know, you could argue that it's not gay, but also like it's it's a very it's it's a horror film about that's not really a horror film, but it is like the most horrific film I've ever seen just about the relationship of two teenage girls who are who are best friends and, like, the obsessiveness, and it's... It gives me so much anxiety to just even think about it. But it's a great film. Lilting came out. Um, oh this my was God, a I good year list. for, Ben. was sure, Gone Girl came out, which mm. I feel is...
1: It's significant. It's it significant. is significant.
0: Duke of Burgundy came out. I loved the Duke of Burgundy. I think it's just such a clever, beautiful film. Mommy came out oh i forgot to mention for 2013 tom at the farm but yeah anyway yeah mommy came out in 2014 um i feel like just one of the best films i've ever seen dishonorable mention imitation game
1: yeah yeah yeah. good i had that too glad you covered it we've already <laughs> talked about imitation game enough we're not gonna yeah. grace it with an with another yeah even minute uh, just listen
0: yeah. to episode three
1: yep so my 2014 list penny dreadful started in 2014 and uh say what you will of penny dreadful um it was a bold show in that Mm -hmm. nobody in penny dreadful except for sir malcolm is straight Uh it ends terribly as far as i know um as far as i know there are only two seasons of penny dreadful there are some that will tell you there's three they're incorrect those people girlhood girlhood yes i have girlhood oh sorry go
0: um i didn't start watching this until 2016 but this is the year when bojack horseman started
1: Yes, it is. And wow. that's
0: like one of my favorite TV shows of all it time. It is one basically. of the best.
1: We're probably going to do a mini episode when Bojack
0: when When the last when finishes. Because yeah, yeah. Um,
1: we love it so much. Mm-hmm. Sydney Freeland, who I've mentioned before on this podcast, she's a Native American trans woman. Mm-hmm. She had her directorial debut in 2014 as well with Drunk Town's Finest, yeah. um, which I think is really great. Uh, one of my favorite movies, though, I know. It's deeply problematic in that it, it completely almost erases lesbians' pride. Yeah. Um, I know it's a problematic movie, but it was one of the first gay movies that I saw that I actually really, really loved – Mm-hmm. and I saw it when it came out so I didn't see it later on it. I saw it when it came out. Also um you know I've been in love with Faye Marseille since Pride so yeah. that's though of course she's let me down in later times which mm-hmm. I will talk about but not right now. <laughs> also
0: it's really funny how in 2014 there were two biopics about Yves Saint Laurent yes. coming out that year that was pretty funny. <laughs> not technically gay I feel like there's room for subtext in this movie The Raid 2. True. Which is my favorite action movie. Ever, I love that movie so 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 much. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Julia Stell. Um, she she really stole my heart. Yeah. Also, the best Hamlet movie adaptation came out in two thousand fourteen. Heather, which is uh which is an Indian like a South Asian.
1: Nice. Um, I haven't seen that. Hamlet. Big honorable mention goes to What We Do in the yes. Shadows. Which, uh, you know, essentially, I feel like the latter half of this decade belongs to what we do in The Shadows in mm-hmm. a way. It got like two spin off series and they're both excellent. And, yeah. and they're also making the sequel, though. I don't know when it's going to come out.
0: Still making that
1: sequel? Yeah, they are. They oh, are okay. still making it, okay. but it keeps being pushed back because Taiki is busy one of my favourite documentaries which I know is it's a bit silly but it's one of my favourite documentaries you can find it on Netflix it's called Do I Sound Gay and it's this gay man and he's uh, trying to figure out why a lot of white gay men sound like that I and see. he he actually talks to all these linguistics experts and like people oh. in the community. It's a very interesting little doco. It's called like Do I Sound Gay? And it's like looking at the gay community from a linguistic perspective, which I think is a very interesting perspective to look at it from.
0: And it actually you know does... me, I'm a hoe for linguistics. Yep.
1: And it actually goes into a little bit about how a lot of the gay uh, white gays uh,
0: obviously appropriate yeah
1: um, black. Um, Like AABE and a lot of that that was started by tra- uh, black trans women. 22 Jump Street is an extremely homophobic movie. I don't know why I've got it on this list. Probably
0: a dishonorable mention.
1: Mm. I don't have many honorable mentions. For okay, let's life. move on to
0: 2015. I know it's at the top of your list for 2015. You okay, do? I do. You do? I do. If it's not on the top of your list, then shame on you. Okay?
1: Oh my God, I'm really scared. Can you just say it? Because I'm really scared now.
0: Seven Days in Hell.
1: Yes! <laughs> yes! 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 I knew it! Oh, Seven Seven Days in Hell, my favorite mockumentary of all time. I've said this nearly every episode. It is so funny. Also, it's
0: <laughs> it's kind of gay. Andy Samberg's character is bi. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. It's also it's a bit homophobic. Well, it's homo- well. it's
1: the most homophobic and gay mockumentary yeah. of all time. It's yeah. it's, it's pretty um. Amazing. It's got like the most amazing cast. I love Seven Days in Hell. I watch it every time I need a pick-me-up and every single time I watch it, it makes me laugh. I never not laugh at it. Yeah. And I think that's a true testament to its power. Unfortunately for 2015, apart from Seven Days in Hell, I have nothing but dishonorable mentions.
0: Oh, I've got a few ones that I do like. So I've Please, got, please. I've got um, Tangerine, Bessie, How to Win oh, It. Oh, Tangerine, Checkers. sorry. Yeah, I have Tangerine. How to Win It Checkers Every Time, The Blue Hour, Nina Forever, Holding the Man, Summertime. Also, Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot! Um, Mr. Robot is by no means perfect LGBT representation. But, but Samus um, Mal went off. No, like the writers went off when they decided that there would be no straight women in that show. Like, mm-hmm. I love that. And also just some other movies that I loved from that year uh Mustang. Mad Max Fury Road and Piku.
1: Unfortunately, I have a lot of... I, like I said, I have a lot of dishonourable mentions. The Danish Girl. Yep. Jenny's Wedding, which is one of the oh, most man. homophobic movies I've ever seen. It's got Catherine Heigl marrying Alexis Bledel, but mm-hmm. the whole movie just focuses on... On how her homophobic family is trying to come to terms with her marrying a woman, it's also like the most boring take you could have done on on a on a gay wedding. Yeah, I've never
0: seen it. I don't really don't see it. Stonewall, obviously. Oh yeah, no one watched that, so that's fine. I think it's (laughs) just still sucks at it. Got made, um, but, um,
1: Another one of my favourite albums, because it's a Micah album, came out this year, though, which is No Place in Heaven, yes. came out in 2015. And I think we would be remiss without mentioning it because it was considered one of the gayest shows when it came out, and that's Sense8. Oh,
0: yeah. I totally um, forgot about Sense8. <laughs> I mean, people know about Sense8. I don't
1: think we really I'd have I'd say it was pretty it.
0: good LGBT representation, but just very racist. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love, my favourite thing is that all the sense aids are bi. Like, I love that for them.
0: Yeah. Film, which I feel, it wasn't homophobic, but also I just don't like it, and I don't like the way that, the community still latches on to it. It's Carol. Carol. I yeah. knew you, were you gonna knew gonna I, say I was. That. Yeah. Yeah, they have no chemistry. Nope. It's the most boring film I've ever watched in my life. Just, I really wish people would move on from that film. I really wish people would get over Kate named her son after Roman Polanski lunch yet
1: mm-hmm. yeah some honorable mentions oh this was the year we went to see the vavich the witch oh, together and that was really funny because we both thought it was going to be so scary and we were both so bored during it i think that's really funny it was yeah we kept waiting for it to be scary and it never was
0: I Kept waiting for something to fucking happen
1: two of my favorite weird movies came out in 2015 which was the lobster and the fits mm-hmm. oh i love the fits um, the Fitz is a great little movie. Mm-hmm. Nancy Myers came for all our hearts again with The Intern though it's not as good. I as... didn't
0: watch that.
1: It's nice. It's, it's a nice movie.
0: Cuz you were talking about like your favorite weird films like The Lore in terms of you know the scope of of cinema. The Lore isn't the best film but it is certainly it's certainly the best Polish man-eating lesbian mermaid musical that's ever been made.
1: I can agree with that. Yeah. Um The Dressmaker also came out. Oh this yeah. Week. Which I don't know if you can technically count as an LGBT film because of Hugo Weaving's character. Oh, but, yeah. Um, I
0: forgot about that.
1: But it's um, it's definitely a lovely Australian film to watch and I love the ending and I love Kate Winslet in it.
0: Even though she betrayed us afterwards. Even though she betrayed us afterwards. I did have one more thing to say. If it wasn't Kate Winslet in that movie, it would have been Kate Blanchett. So now we're at 2016, which was the best year of the decade for film, for LGBT film. Bold bold. I'm not wrong though. You're not wrong. What's at the top of my list? You know what's at the top of my list for this year.
1: Oh, oh do I? Oh, let me think. Oh, what could possibly be at the top of your list for 2015? 2016! Sorry, 2016. For 2016. Wouldn't possibly be uh, that movie, oh gosh, what's it called? About the two uh, women who are lesbians and they're taking revenge and it's uh, oh, oh, that's right, The Handmaiden? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> i can't wait till we do a handmaid i can't wait Ah, till- oh,
0: the greatest film ever made the um, handmaid i love that people are asking me when are we gonna talk about the handmaiden it's coming next year coming next year the
1: handmaiden is Dee's favorite movie i, I own
0: like nine copies of it yep like different editions i love it yeah it made me so happy when i watched it it's just <sighs> It is. It is a great movie. I just. I don't want to start. I'm scared to start talking about it. We won't talk about
1: it here. We're going to do a future episode on it. If you want to know more about it, highly suggest going and finding it and watching it.
0: Watch it if you're over eighteen.
1: Yes, of course. Uh, Don't watch it if
0: you're under eighteen. I don't think we have a lot of under eighteen listeners anyway. But like, yeah, just to be safe. Just to be safe. Yes, it's very sad though.
1: I I have. But also, it's
0: just. It's wonderful.
1: But also, let's not forget the other great movie yes, that
0: came out. Moonlight. 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 I love Moonlight so much. It's so beautiful just in every aspect. Love Moonlight. Love, love Moonlight. Love everything. Remember how we wanted to see Moonlight before the Oscar ceremony and we paid fucking $40 per <gasps> ticket to go yes, see we- it? because was that it? was the only way to go see it, it was here in Sydney. Was it Gold Class, wasn't it? Yeah, yes. Gold Class. That was the oh. only way to go see Moonlight before before the Oscars. Something super sad which I realized in the last year or so is that no one actually watched Moonlight. Ashton Sanders and um Trevant Rhodes blowing up with more recent films that they did and like people being like, "Oh wow, these people are really cool." It made me realize like, "Oh my god, no one no one watched Moonlight," which is so upsetting. It's so upsetting and just unfair. Like Obviously, Marashala is my favorite part of that movie, but there were a lot of talented people working on that movie, and a lot of people like missed out on that excellence for quite a while until they were able to get better roles. Even Gerald Jerome as well. Like, people missed out on knowing about these extremely talented, amazing people because they were homophobic. I'm very upset about the Oscar ceremony that year. I'm really, oh, I'm really, it's an upset absolute, honestly, I'm, had still, to share I'm still spotlight. angry.
1: I'm still I'm angry. angry. I can't believe they, they did I that to Barry Jenkins.
0: It. It's, it's yeah. horrible.
1: It's horrible, but also, I hate to say it, but it is sort of still funny. Like yeah, at the, the
0: time, film. I had a very immature response to it where I, I just thought it was funny, but like thinking back, it's just really one of my sad. favorite
1: photos though that came out of that debacle is the photo of Ryan Gosling. <laughs>
0: Yes. On stage, just like uh-huh. going like <laughs> he's like he's just laughing. I like Yeah, no, he explained like a few days later. He was just like everyone was like, Why are you why are you laughing that bad? Like your movie lost and he's just like, No, like everyone was running around and I thought that someone died. So when it turned out that they just announced the wrong film, like I thought it was really funny. <laughs>
1: Oh, Ryan. Dirk Gently also started that year on Netflix. Okay. And I know it's not technically gay, but it is gay because yeah. Samuel um, Barnett is there and he's in love. They're in love, okay?
0: Okay. I know. Um, San Junipero oh, happened this year. Oh, hell um, yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts We, we saw Google about, kiss a woman. Yeah, that was, that was a lot for me in 80s attire as well. And oh. like, yeah, just... Oh my god, it's like Sanji DiPera, like someone just like extracted it from my brain. Yeah. And just, yeah. <laughs> it was so specifically like made for me, I loved it. It's Only the End of the World came out, an Xavier Dolan film. The Untamed came out, that's a really cool film. If you liked Possession, you should watch that. Amores Obanos, uh, restless Restless Love was a great Brazilian film that came out that year as well. What else have we got?
1: Gaycation, which I know has its issues, but it was Ellen Page's documentary series about mm-hmm. gay cultures all over the world. I really enjoyed it, and it started that year. I really, obviously, it had some. I have problematic... some dishonorable
0: mentions for this year as much as Ooh, I love it.
1: Please share.
0: Okay, first of all the neon demon the neon demon did a similar tried to do a similar thing that black swan did where they showed a lesbian scene in the trailer and then when when a bunch of lesbians actually went to go this go see this movie that scene shocked us because it was actually a rape scene and then the other lesbian scene was a necrophilia scene just disgusting um that was yeah probably the worst cinema experience i've ever had literally like i got up as the credits rolled and went to the bathroom and vomited it was disgusting (laughs) does suicide squad count yes
1: (laughs) yes um because harley quinn is bi and people take that away from her all the time but she's bi and margot robbie is the best harley quinn that's ever existed and i'm so excited for birds of prey you'll have no idea uh-huh. No idea. But anyway. Mm-hmm.
0: Also, American Gods.
1: Oh, I suppose. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes. Actually, no. American Gods season one was, was okay. Yeah. It wasn't amazing, but it was okay. Yeah. There's a lot to be said about There's a lot it. to be said about two. They're both Muslim too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like two Arab Muslim men being in love on screen. It's very big, yeah. very big deal. Also, Heli Kyoko released Citrine, the EP. Yeah um yes. in 2016 and it was great also cupcake released the greatest song of all time which is um lgbt yes. mm-hmm. uh also our favorite short film came out in 2016 dawn of the death
0: yes oh my god that was so fun which also has
1: a lot of um gay characters in it yes like when you watch it there's a lot of gay characters in dawn of the death and that's really awesome this is a weird mention i i, I think we should invent a category which is weird mentions that okay goes to swiss army man <laughs>
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I,
1: okay. I think that that deserves a mention. My favorite quote about that movie is like, I think it's Paul Dano Dana, and he's like, we didn't mean to make a like gay necrophiliac love story, but we did. <laughs> and I think there's no other way. I love everything about Swiss Army Man. I love yeah. the um, score, The
0: acting. The acting. The score is lovely. The, I love the thing about Swiss Army Man is like, If you just got a bunch of really obscenely talented people, make a really weird movie.
1: The set, the production design is beautiful and everything. Mm -hmm. I love Swiss Man. I love it. Yeah.
0: Also, I love the animated film Your Name, which I do think is gay. I think Mitsuha was gay and that Ntaki wasted a lot of time writing I love you on her hand instead of just his name because she mm. was gay and in love and in love with that woman.
1: Hated in the Nation. We've talked about Sanjee but I think Hated in the Nation is also a worthy mention because yes. I, I do believe um, that yes. Faye Marseille and Kelly MacDonald, Kelly Macdonald are they gay. They really
0: were. That was actually my favourite episode of that season.
1: I agree. It's a great episode. Like, Sanjee
0: Nopero is nice, but it's not like... It's not really a Black Mirror episode, honestly. Yeah, no. nothing... I feel like nothing post. Season. I feel like nothing post the last half of season three is really a black mirror episode. Not really. No, it lost its way.
1: Nocturnal animals is one of my favorite films that came out that year. But you it...
0: like nocturnal animals. I, do. I love nocturnal. I thought you were too. I thought you weren't pretentious enough to like nocturnal animals. No, I can. Be I, pre- I can occasionally be pretentious. I love enough. that. I love, I love Nocturnal Animals oh I remember in 2010 I did watch A Single Man and not understanding it and just being like whatever about it even though it's from 2009 I do remember that but then yeah I did rewatch A Single Man and loved it so much
1: as well. okay I'm gonna I have a lot to say about Deadpool but Deadpool came out that year and I was very oh excited because Deadpool I grew up loving Deadpool because he was like bi and he was always talking about the fact that he loved men and women and then Ryan Reynolds really tried hard he really did try hard to make Deadpool Deadpool like give Deadpool a boyfriend are you sure he did he
0: did he talks about it sh- lot. okay sure yeah.
1: I know I know you don't like Ryan Reynolds but he did actually really try hard to do to, to do that and they actually told him no for the second movie and they were like no we're just gonna make Negasonic gay and that's it and he was mm-hmm. like but I am literally playing one of the most iconic bisexual Marvel characters and you're not letting me do it and they were like yeah we'll do it but you have to make it into a joke it's really it's horrible it's horrible mm-hmm. and, but I still have a. Just, I love Deadpool. I hate that they did him like that.
0: We um, saw Deadpool together. You me took too. me to see Deadpool. I did You'd take already seen it. it. I had already seen it. And I remember coming up to Newcastle because you were like, "The movie tickets are six dollars." Which they yeah. yeah, that was a movie that was made.
1: Yep, sure was. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I'm very upset. But also, one of my favorite documentaries came out this year in 2016, and that's Keddy, which is about mm. the cats of Istanbul, and it's just a whole documentary about the cats and and how everyone loves the cats and. My favourite cat is this one. I think her name is Sephit. And they're basically the first thing they say about Sephit when she comes on screen, they're like, She is the neighborhood psychopath. <laughs> and I <laughs> love her. Hunt for the Wilder People. Hunt for the Wilder People, yes. Which is basically the film that shot Tykea to fame. I think What We Do in the Shadows was a cult. Not Thor. Not Thor. This came out before Thor. Yeah, but this was the- Hunt for the Wilder People was the reason he got
0: I involved see. Involved with Thor. I like, see. Yeah.
1: So I think. Really? I
0: yeah. feel like he was signed up before that. No, he wasn't. Of what we do
1: in the shadows. No, Disney said they signed
0: him up because of Hunt for the Little People. I see. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Yep. So that's 2016.
1: I don't think I have anything other. Oh, there's a, there was a show that came out in 2016 called You, Me
0: you me her just... why did you no one watched that <laughs> no one watched it but I
1: watched the first season recently and it's like quite a funny premise but like it's uh, also a very biphobic premise so anyway
0: one thing that's really great as as I was making my list is that as as the years progressed I had more I had more favourites me too a lot more favourites um, that I had easier access to that I was able to watch as they came out um, and I'm just really grateful for that in the past decade I love that how much LGBT cinema has really progressed in this last decade it hasn't all been great but um it's really it's really been lovely and i love i think like we peaked in 2016
1: i'm gonna disagree with you there okay just because i have a lot to say about 2017 and 2018
0: okay i have a lot to say about 2017 like there's a lot there's a lot more films definitely i feel like in terms of quantity it's pretty great for those lady for for these for these last few years i feel like quality peaked in 2016 okay I can agree with that okay yes what's your first film in 2017 my first film and
1: it's probably not but it's it's just listed first because it's the first one that came to my head first one is um God's Own Country
0: yes Yes! yeah God's Own Country
1: Country. next up I've got Thoroughbreds yes Mm. love Thoroughbreds so much It was actually meant to be gay. go look up the script. Oh, you forgot Paddington 2. Oh, no, that's the next one. Okay. Yeah. I didn't forget. How dare you accuse me of forgetting Paddington. Paddington 2 is next. I've also got Marlena the Murderer in
0: Four x Yes, thank you, thank yes. you for including that. That's my fave. Uh, I've got my favourite gay film probably of that year, which is uh, Good Manners. Yes, I love Good Manners. That is a good weird mention. That is that is just a crazy, crazy film, and I love, I love especially in those last few years that we we're able to see like genre LGBT mm-hmm. films. Hell yes, yeah. as well. And that's a horror sort of comedy. Disobedience.
1: Oof. Ah. Uh. I love disobedience so much. Really appreciate that 2017 was the year that Rachel Weiss was like, I don't want to be straight anymore.
0: And she did. In it. movies. In movies. And then she did two lesbian films, and then she was like, nah, that's it. That's it. I've, I've got it out of my system. Anyways, now. Marvel, give me your money now. Yep. Yeah, good for her. I mean, she
1: got she got to support her ch- she got to support her one children. <laughs> my favorite film, one of my absolute favorite films of all time, came out in twenty seventeen. Uh, Anna and the Apocalypse. Yes,
0: um, it's a gay film. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's a gay film. It is. I love the lesbian character in Anna and the Apocalypse. Like she's so tiny and full of rage, and it's. It's, and she lives, it's adorable, and she lives. I won't spoil it, but yeah, she lives. And the only other two characters that live are both by
1: pretty sure. Mm. Also, um, it's uh, we've mentioned this before, but in Anna and the Apocalypse, the main character Anna is played by Ella Hunt. Yes. And if you liked Dickinson, if you liked her in Dickinson, highly recommend checking her out in Anna and the Apocalypse. Yeah, because she's amazing in it. Yeah. Also, the songs in Anna and the Apocalypse, because in case you didn't know, Anna and the Apocalypse is a, a zombie Christmas zombie musical, high school Christmas musical mm-hmm. and it's awesome it's written by the guy who made the ryan gosling won't eat my cereal vines rest in yes peace. rest yeah. in peace to him but yeah. it's a it's a great it's a great little movie i'm i'm still mad that it didn't get distribution wider mm. and a lot of more people didn't see it because yeah. it, it's such a it's wonderful so much movie. fun Dee hadn't actually heard of it at all and when she invited me down to come watch things at the british film festival she was like is there anything you want to see and i was like oh, and they in the apocalypse she was like yes. what is that and i was like just come and see it and uh she yeah. really liked it. So I previously gave everyone a little teaser as to when Faye Marseille betrayed me. And that took place in this, the year of our Lord 2017, when she partook in a little little monstrosity or filmé um, by the name of You, Me and Him. I was unwitting to this at the time and i was not privy to this betrayal until 2019 when i watched you me and him look let's just say i have some questions for daisy atkins such as like why do you hate me this movie is just deliriously homophobic and biophobic but it's one of those strange movies that is seemingly made with the intention not to be either of those things Anyway, Faye Marseille plays a character who is clearly bi, and after breaking up with her girlfriend, she has a one-night stand with David Tennant and gets, like, pregnant from that. (laughs) And then the whole movie is, like, her girlfriend being heaps horrible to her, being like, how could you cheat on me even though we broke up? And I just... look, I... I think it took years of my life watching that movie. If you want to be as confused as I am, just go read the plot. Or maybe even subject yourself to it for an hour and a half. But but yeah, um, Faye say I don't know why you did that to me. And um, yeah, I'm sorry to everyone who's ever seen this movie. And David Tennant, you're on thin freaking ice, mate. I no joke have brought this movie up in therapy. <laughs> because I'm so confused. I'm so confused. Okay, moving on. And uh, this is a sort of dishonorable mention, but it's a weird one. It's not a weird one in the weird sense. It's it's a weird one. Uh, the Marsha P. Johnson documentary that came out on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Like, I think that was important in the sense that a lot of people weren't aware of Marsha. Like, a lot of people learnt about Marsha because of that documentary, but at mm-hmm. the same time, Netflix stole it yes. from uh, the trans black woman that actually made it. Tourmaline? The Death and Life of Marsha P. Johnson, which was the name of the documentary on Netflix, um, was created by, was supposedly credited to a man called David France, but a black trans woman by the name, it just says her name is Tourmaline here, she has tried to sue them over basically stealing her work. Yeah. There were whole sections of that documentary that were lifted from the documentary that she made. Um, and her documentary, I believe, was called, was actually just called Pay It No Mind. I see. It's horrible because uh, Netflix essentially stole this documentary from her. She is trying to pay rent and like can't even get money for rent, and Netflix stole this documentary of her. So I think it's, it's awful. An, it's a horrible thing because obviously it was stolen. Like for Netflix to produce a documentary about a black trans woman stolen from a black trans woman, yeah. I think that just about sums up who Netflix is as a company. At The same time, I think it was it's a weird thing because a lot of people it made a lot of people aware of Marsha and what she did contribute to to the community and the history. Mm-hmm. So it's a weird, it's a horrible situation. But in that same vein, though, we I have some lovely ones I want to mention. I want to mention Saturday Church.
0: Yes, that's on my list too. Yeah. A Fantastic Woman. Yes, that's also
1: on my list. And in terms of TV series, I want to mention um, One Day at a Time started that year. One Day at a Time has one of my favourite.
0: The um, military propaganda show. Yeah, look, I know.
1: But it, ha- but the daughter's not in the military, and okay. she's she's gay. She has a lovely coming out storyline. You know the
0: fact that the daughter is gay is part of the military. I know, story I
1: know. I'm not an idiot. It's still a good show. Be a critical thinker, and yeah. when you watch it, her partner in the movie, um, the Elena, the daughter, is um also non-binary. And I love you. I love One Day at a Time. It's got Cute. issues, obviously, but I do love it. One thing I love that happened in this decade is that we got Pearl Mackie playing Bill Potts in Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. And uh, she, uh, I don't want to say she's the first gay companion because that is not true. I think people that say that are homophobic he, to Jack Harkness, and I don't like those people that say that. But she's the first lesbian yeah, companion that on, was, on Doctor Who. and That she, was
0: a good season.
1: And uh, she, that season of Doctor Who was so lovely.
0: I love pcaps
1: I love peacaps. I love the woolawa mulum solidarity of that mm-hmm. series. Um, Of them. Like, I love the way she was like, I'm talking to this girl and she's way out of my league. And he's like, no! Don't talk
0: like that! You can do it! You can ask her out! I love, yeah. I love
1: that. I love yeah. that for Doctor Who. Of course it's a double-edged sword it was given to us by Stephen. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. For my list that you haven't already mentioned, I've got tom of finland that's like a beautiful biopic i've got sisterhood which is a hong kong Macanese film lesbian film it's extremely sad but it's it's honestly just so beautiful i've got Malila, the farewell flower the shape of water i've got novitiate i've got beats per minute by robin campillo um that was beautiful the wound i've got okja (laughs) in there also mary doesn't like this movie but i do uh, phantom thread selma as well that was a cool movie also just the villainess is gay okay dishonorable mention call me by your name i knew you were gonna do that that's yeah. what I've got here too. Yeah, let's not elaborate. Let's
1: not elaborate. 2018. Oh, just quickly though, oh. in 2017, I just wanted to mention Uncharted: Lost Legacy. The video game came out, and it's very gay, <laughs> and I, and I love it. That's all. That's all I wanted to say. All right, 2018.
0: Okay, so obviously the best film of 2018 and the best LGBT film was The Miseducation of Cameron Post by Desiree Akhavan. I thought you I were going to love... say Rafiki, but I agree with you. I love The Miseducation of Cameron Post so much. It's a great. I film. love Rafiki. Love Simon also came out this year. And while Love Simon does have its problems, like I feel like, you know, what the release of a film like Love Simon represents is very important. It was the best, it was definitely the best movie going experience that I had watching Love Simon at Mardi Gras Film Festival that year. Because just imagine just being in a packed cinema full of gays, all like laughing and crying and sobbing and just yelling and cheering at all at the same time yeah i really love that and i love that keenan lonsdale is in it who i've loved since dance academy
1: nice um
0: you had the favorite that's right yep yep you had hearts beat loud you had the heiresses which won sydney film festival that's an amazing film rafiki Mm uh knife plus heart we the animals the party's just beginning which is (gasps) karen gillen's directorial debut duck butter
1: you miss karen
0: yes Can you ever forgive me, Benjamin? You know what? I am gonna put the Death and Life of John F. Donovan on this list because I really loved it. Did I say Hearts Beat Loud?
1: Uh, I was gonna say it, but yeah, Hearts Beat Loud is another one, which is I think it's a very soft, very gentle, Mm -hmm. like little movie.
0: Uh, Samui Song, um, that's that's a great Thai film. Desiree Akvand's series, The Bisexual, also came out this year. Yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, get on it. Obviously, in twenty eighteen, Queer Eye.
1: That's what uh, I want to say. Got rebooted,
0: um, which we do want to do an episode on later because there are positives and negatives to Queer Eye.
1: Pose was made by Ryan yeah. Murphy. We've talked about it before on the podcast. It's brilliant. It doesn't get the recognition it deserves. No. Not the proper recognition it no, should
0: have. It's not perfect. I feel like this season was a bit weaker than the first. But, yeah, it's just amazing that we have a show with like five black and brown trans women as leads. That's amazing.
1: My next on this list is Dirty Computer. Which was the visual album that Janelle Monae released, which I think really made her go into the mainstream. I feel like I feel like a lot more people listen to Janelle Monae. I feel like she's still
0: not mainstream though.
1: She's more mainstream than she was though, and she came out that year. Oh yeah, and that was great. But I feel like a lot of us who'd been listening to Thompson
0: did too.
1: I feel like a lot of us who'd been listening to Janelle Monae for a while though were like, yeah.
0: yeah we, we've we been new we did get miss sherlock yes it's a japanese drama adaptation of sherlock holmes and it's modern and sherlock holmes is played by yuko Takayoshi, and who is beautiful mm-hmm. and um she's a lesbian but not with watson i like to pretend that rinko kikuchi's character was irene, irene and we got the lesbian ad hoc we deserve 2018 is also the year that the picnic hanging rock mini came out and it's so lesbian
1: Dishonorable mention to Bohemian Rhapsody, aka Bifo- Vita and Rhapsody and, and uh, Vita and Virginia, which yeah. also came out this year. But I think we have a lot more good than bad in yeah. 2018.
0: Uh, also, Tell It to the Bees. That I movie heard that was, was bad. bad. That movie oh, yeah. was bad. But yeah, other films that I like was Dear X. I loved that. Carmen and Lola was lovely. Manta Ray, The Third Wife, The Night Comes for Us, Sorry to Bother You, Shoplifters, Searching, Black Klansman, Destination Wedding, and Terminal.
1: Yes, all your honorable mentions are the same as mine. Um, (laughs) Also, just some music mentions. Hayley Kiyoko finally released her first full album, um, which was Expectations, which I love. The collab song she does with Kalani, who's also by. Also, this decade generally was like a great year for by by women of color in music. You had like uh, Rina Sawayama, Mitsuki. You had had Janelle Monae.
0: Also had Victoria Monet. Anna Wintour came out the Mm -hmm. song. I mean, not the person. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, can do.
1: Uh, Ravina by women were making some great music in the tens. What can mm. I say? Especially by women of color. That was 2018, and that brings us finally, without much further ado, to 2019. And I think it's very clear what the best film of 2019 LGBT wise was.
0: Yep, Portrait, Portrait of, of a Lady, Lady on fire! fire.
1: Oh my gosh, we could, we should, we need. Well, one day we'll do a whole episode on yeah, this. Yeah, once when it more, comes people out. have
0: seen it. Um, in Australia, I know it comes out. Uh, Christmas or on Boxing Day, mm. if, you hadn't, if you missed it at Sydney Film Festival and if you missed it at Queer Screen Film Festival, it's going to be, yeah, that's when it's getting a wide release here. I really liked Pain and Glory. I thought that was great. Rocket Man, which we've already spoken about before, was lovely.
1: Ekladki, um, I can't say the full it's name. Ekladki
0: kodeketoesalaga. It has its problems, definitely, but I feel like that movie...
1: It's a it's a gay movie about, it's like South Asian
0: yeah, it's like the first Bollywood lesbian movie. It definitely has its problems and I totally understand when brown lesbians people don't like it, but also like I feel like it dealt very well with specifically with the trauma of growing up gay. There's also book smart, yes. which is pretty fun. <laughs> book smart. Minus that weird Fucking subplot with, well, we don't with, talk about with the, the teacher. No, we don't yeah. need to talk about that. Um, Elisa and Marcella
1: Dickinson came yes. out. Yes, good omens, obviously. Oh, yeah.
0: We also had Tugan Birdie.
1: And while, while it obviously has huge issues, mm-hmm. I'd like to acknowledge Euphoria. Everyone in that show is queer. Nice. Everyone is. Nice. And obviously, it's got Hunter Schaefer with top billing yeah. besides Zendaya, who's trans. And Zendaya plays like... She never labels herself, so I I can't say what she is, certainly. But she's definitely gay. And she's in love with Hunter Schaefer in the show. And uh, even though I have a lot of issues with Euphoria, that's a nice part of it, I guess. Lastly, this is something I only saw very recently, but I'd like to mention the Midsummer National Theatre Live, um, Midsummer Night's Dream yes production what's the name the guy who directed it directly nicholas heitner
0: who directed history boys and also center stage
1: made a midsummer night's dream into the like by disaster story that it should have been yes I loved time. it so
0: much it made me so happy Gwendolyn it.
1: Christie is just so beautiful mm-hmm. in this I was gasping every time like every time she came in the frame I yeah. was just like, and, like wow. I love the
0: lovers I love that polycule mm-hmm. yeah it's an awesome awesome Like, words cannot describe the serotonin. Also...
1: I can't believe they used, like, a Florence song
0: Mm. and a Beyonce song. Yes. I just... Yes. Something that I just realized that we forgot to mention for 2016, but that's fair because we only really watched it... We Both of us only really watched it this year. Fleabag.
1: Oh my god, Fleabag was on my list. I Can't believe I didn't mention it. Um, yeah, Fleabag Fleabag, yeah, Fleabag. It's not a I don't I wouldn't classify it as a gay show, but Fleabag no. is by. It's
0: just quality TV. It's quality TV. And also Andrew Scott is in it and he he's not gay in the show, but you know, he's gay. The hottest straight man on Fleabag was played by Andrew Scott who mm-hmm. was gay. And also, please remember straight women, Andrew Scott is gay, so leave him alone. Leave don't him be alone. fucking creepy. Don't be gross. Like it's really it's really quite sad actually, the way that he's talked about the way women will just say the most unwarranted things to him yeah that's it's pretty gross and oh not technically gay but um the personal history of david copperfield was just a lovely 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 film i can't wait for the rest of you guys to watch it it made me so happy
1: also we've already talked about this on the podcast but now apocalypse came out
0: in oh yes and
1: yes we love We love Now Apocalypse and we've already talked about it, so I won't go into it too much. And same with Good Omens, but yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: But I loved um, It Must Be Heaven and also Parasite. (gasps) Parasite's my favourite film Mm -hmm. of the year.
1: Oh, okay. So now we've said all of our Mm favourites. Like, how do you think, like, when you think about how the gay films, rather the representation of Mm -hmm. gayness in films, like, how do you think it's changed from the start of the decade to now like that's a huge question i know yeah so, that is like... a
0: big question i'd say overall it's improved from what it used to be i love the trajectory that lgbt cinema is going uh, not just in not just in hollywood because honestly i feel like hollywood's a bit doomed and we can't expect hollywood to deliver what we need from full gay cinema full gay cinema like like we need to look elsewhere and i love that outside of hollywood and like in independent cinema, LGBT cinema is really thriving. I love that so much. You know, we're getting a lot more quantity. So we're actually allowed to become like picky with what yes. we get, like it used to be, like you know, this is all you have, so you have to like it. But now it's not like that at all, which I love. Um, I, I love
1: that now we have arguments. We we like yeah. you and I have had arguments over like what's the best one of the decade. What's yeah, the like we we couldn't have done that. I know years ago. we
0: could not have. Um, like what did we have? We had nothing. I love know- knowing that I'm a lesbian now. I love looking at films in this way. I love growing up. Really,
1: I love growing up too. <laughs> I think there's a lot of like negativity around people talking talking about it at the moment because of mm-hmm. the end of the decade coming up. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you
0: know, I'm really I'm really happy to be alive. Uh I I'm am. very surprised that I'm alive, but I'm I'm very happy Amen. that I am Like, obviously, the people in my life are great, but, you know, the films are making it really worth it these days. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I really love the trajectory that we're on. None of it's going to be perfect. I really can't wait for us to just see LGBT cinema at the same level that we see regular cinema and just rank it along with everything else. I agree. I can't. I know, that like, it's probably never going to happen. Definitely not in the West, but... Do you mean... Anytime soon, but, like... And also, (sighs)
1: there are a lot of Eastern countries where it just might not happen as well. Yeah, there for are a, um, a lot of
0: Asian countries. Um, Especially the ones that countries. I'm from. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Um of Middle Eastern countries too. But that being said, there are a lot of diasporic directors that yeah. we've mentioned that are yeah. making content as well. One thing I love about growing up like at the start of the decade obviously I, as I said I was a dumbass I'm less of a dumbass now mm-hmm. much more aware of myself which is very nice it's also quite fun now when I look back on things yeah. that I love and I could be like oh I was very gay and yeah, actually it's funny, I love doing that there are still things like there are still things I'm not quite aware of like the other day when I was talking to you about Catwoman and how I used to watch Catwoman all the time, and you were like, what did you watch Catwoman all the time? And I said, oh, I watch Catwoman. I used to watch the behind-the-scenes videos of Callie Berry, like, practicing her fighting, like, all the time, and you were like, that's the gayest thing you've ever said. <laughs> yeah. And even while I was talking to you, I didn't think, like, I was like, didn't everyone mm-hmm. do that? <laughs> mm-hmm. I love fight
0: choreography. But yeah, at the start of the decade, I was quite homophobic. Whenever I would interact with gay media, I had, like, a bigger version to it like on the rare occasions that I did it consume gay media I had I had a bigger version to it and a bit and a lot of like complicated feelings about it which I'm glad to have basically relinquished now by the end of the decade I love revisiting things I love that I've been able to revisit things and see them in a new light I love um, that. I love um, that it's one of my absolute know,
1: favorite things
0: like we mentioned that like you know the quantity of of quality things has increased. But that's also access has increased for us. That was well. one thing Where I wanted are, to bring up. Like, it is great. S- um
1: Streaming services obviously have issues, and there are lots of capitalism issues associated, yes. t- attached to streaming, and I'm not trying to no. dismiss those. But I think one great thing about streaming is that we do have access. Mm-hmm. LGBT filmmakers are able to get their work distributed, or yeah. they, well, they're more likely to be able to mm-hmm. find a platform for their work, which I think yeah, is great. to the
0: people who need to hear those stories. Mm-hmm
1: and i and i really love that especially i'm loving canopy right now canopy has so much great canopy stuff canopy has
0: always been great um SBS on demand Stan does a lot of really random shit. Stan,
1: I love Stan. Stan's so chaotic. Like, I, yeah. I, I really dig it. I, I really dig the unexpectedness of it that I can mm-hmm. go on there and find, like, the mortal instruments and I can also go on there and find Marlena, the murderer. Like, it, yeah. I feel like Stan is me. Yeah. <laughs> and also, for the record, Stan was able to stand up to Disney Plus for ages and be like, no, we're keeping. Not Disney
0: anymore, though. Not
1: anymore, unfortunately. But they did, mm-hmm. they landed that deal. But, uh, no, I think streaming, streaming has meant that we have an increase in. Content not all but good, but an increase. But it's
0: good to have a choice. Yeah, it's good to have a choice.
1: Also, and I think that's partly because streaming services. Did you know? Because they are not technically counted as broadcast companies, they are not regulated by things like appropriate like appropriate codes and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's why a lot of streaming services can make gay content even in countries where it's prohibited, Mm. because they are not technically counted under those laws that regulate that kind of stuff. Streaming services have that advantage. In a lot of countries still, which is why, while you do get a lot of really bad gay content made on streaming services, at least you're getting it made because yeah. because they can. I really like that, that a lot of streaming services are like, we're making this because we can.
0: Not because it's good, but because yeah. we can. So what are you looking forward to?
1: You know, I am absolutely, my first port of call for 2020 is birds of prey
0: yes i am excited i for am birds so of prey. excited for Birds. i mean obviously i'm quite i'm quite i'm quite skeptical of the whole reboot sequel franchise of hollywood but birds of prey just looks fun just let me enjoy my girl gang movie yes
1: <laughs> i just margot robbie was really born to play Harley Quinn and in a good way like I just love how much she loves that character and I love the story behind how she got this movie made it's produced by her and she literally was like I'm gonna get a director that wouldn't have the opportunity otherwise I think Kathy Yan Kathy Yan she's she's awesome and Margot was like I want to give opportunities to people who normally wouldn't because that's the least I can do as a white woman with all this money and privilege. And I love that about Margot. Mm-hmm.
0: So cool. What else
1: are you? I am also uh, extremely excited, as you know, for Emma. Yes. Starring Anna Taylor-Joy as Emma in the Jane Austen adaptation. I forget the name of the woman who's directing it. But she, Autumn Dirt. But she, uh, it looks, visually it looks stunning. Bill Nighy plays um, Emma's dad which I think is, like, a really great bit of casting. They're my two main ones. I honestly can't
0: think beyond... I'm excited for the end of Mr. Robot. I'm excited for the end of BoJack Horseman. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for Alice Wu's new film. I'm excited for Andrew Thomas Huang's first feature film. Hopefully that comes out next year. I'm excited for... Apparently Bob the Drag Queen is doing, like, a Queer Eye style show with other drag queens on hbo next year so that seems cool not technically a movie but i am going to see hannah gadsby's new show nice. new stand-up special at the opera house the day before my birthday which which i'm excited for oh nanette by hannah gadsby um that special i love that so much oh that came um, out
1: this decade didn't it? yes yes mm-hmm. that
0: was that was beautiful um very painful but very beautiful
1: bond movies are always done but i am excited
0: for no time to die yeah I'm excited to properly see Matthijs & Maxime, um, (gasps) Xavier Dolan's new film. I'm hoping that it's going to be at Mardi Gras Film Festival. I'm excited for Monsoon, that film with Henry Golding, that gay film with Henry Golding. Oh, yeah, you're telling me about that. Um, Yeah, that's also showing at Mardi Gras Film Festival. And, oh, there's a movie, there's an Australian lesbian movie coming out called Ellie and Abby and Ellie's Dead Aunt. (laughs) And two years ago at um, either Mardi Gras Film Festival or Queer Screen Film Festival, they played like a short excerpt for this film which hadn't been made yet because they were still trying to get funding. And they managed to actually pull it together and the actual feature film is coming out next year it's about it's about a girl in high school who's a lesbian and named ellie and she has a crush on this girl named abby ellie's dead aunt who was a lesbian in the 80s just manifests starts to manifest randomly like a fairy godmother and give her like unwanted lesbian advice basically that um, That is also
1: a very like staple rachel house part of the genre
0: rachel house is in it so yeah i'm I'm excited for those films
1: one thing i am excited for in 2020
0: i'm excited that i've freed myself from watching marvel movies for a long
1: time but i did it i'm excited for tan france we were talking about this in the car last night i'm excited for tan france and alexa chung's fashion show i don't know what it's called or anything or what it's really about um they just announced it on instagram about six months ago Mm-hmm. that they were making it I love Alexa Chung I've had a crush on her for a very long time and I love her style and and I love her her fashions I also like men- I don't even watch Queer Eye but I, I love
0: Tan France I just, you will be watching Queer Eye I will be watching because Queer Eye because we will be preparing be, a whole episode for Queer yeah, Eye next
1: year going to prepare homework for me yeah so to, to we watch can, we can
0: start today also I'm just scrolling I just searched up 2020 movies and um, Venom 2 is coming out next year <laughs> Oh a gay, so, um, gay cinema. Gay <laughs> cinema, apparently. <laughs> oh God, it's so looking at Hollywood movies that are coming out next year is a little bit depressing, but um we actually- Yeah, I can't wait for the Film Festival circuit to start. I can't wait for Sydney Film Festival. I can't wait to just see the international and indie films that are coming out next year because I'm I'm really excited because I it's become so hard to find good movies.
1: Yeah, last like, weekend... Like one thing because
0: like there's so much quantity, it's really hard to find quantity quality movies like I love movies so much and I love just trying really hard to see them and like all the work that I do so that I can so I can watch them. Looking forward to that again.
1: Last weekend, listeners, Dee and I, uh, we went and saw Knives Out and we we really enjoyed it, but it kind of led us into this unintentional spiral of depression where we were like talking for an hour and a half about how it's kind of depressing that so much of Hollywood now is just reboots and sequels and remakes. Um, How Knives Out, one of the few films I could think of this year that was a completely original mainstream film, That's Um, actually made money. That actually made money. The other two being us.
0: Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Ugh.
1: I don't even... See, I don't count Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Do you want to know why? Because it's completely based on other things. Like,
0: it's... True. There's nothing about it... True. Nothing is original about Quentin Tarantino.
1: But we were talking about that, and and I think that's one of my favorite things that I have done as the decade has progressed. I have learned to curate my tastes and investigate, like, what I really want to watch, and I've made much bigger efforts two find things that I enjoy that's a big part of our friendship like yeah. looking for things isn't it like, Yeah.
0: which I love I love that we're always saying like have you seen this have you seen this I love this decade that I learned how to drive so I can drive 40 minutes to the cinema that shows the important things that I like I'm lucky enough to drive to the cinema 40 like, minutes away I am lucky shows... enough to be a gay who can drive yes I am lucky enough to be a gay who can drive I drove <laughs> I drove to Canberra I drove two hours to see High Life Canberra like, only
1: two hours from here yeah I hate that. <laughs> Sorry, where I live, it's six hours, or like it's five hours away. Oh yeah, to drive five hours for
0: it. So I love that I learned how to drive, so I can drive to you. Ah, it's <laughs> Yes,
1: that is very good, actually. But yeah, uh, I think it's been a good decade overall. It has been. I think there's been more good than bad, mm-hmm. especially when you get to the tail end. And I'm 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 excited for the twenties. Actually, I think there's a lot of existential dread going around, as I said. But you know what? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, like it's all we can do, really. So we can do. You can't.
0: You, you can't be sad about it. Um. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm
1: very happy to be entering a decade in which Sherlock hasn't been on.
0: Mm. Okay, so that's our episode. That's our first volume of Gay V Club. <gasps> um, she I've did. loved that we that we started this yes! this year. I love. I've loved the response. I'm so grateful. Yeah, to everyone thank you been everybody so, lovely so, about so much. it. I'm grateful to, you know, my friends who have who've who helped us Z- so much. Xavier along. who made our Thank you, Xavier again for for our logos. Um, mm-hmm. I still can't get over how I love it. I'm going to make us t-shirts with it. Hell yeah. It. I don't want I don't want to sell t-shirts, but I want some for us.
1: Hey, tell us your favorites of the decades. If you have any that we didn't mention, if you have something yeah. that you like, how could they not have mentioned this? Mm-hmm. Please share it. It would be great to hear what other people think.
0: You can you can let us know on our social accounts, Twitter and Instagram at gav underscore club. We also have a YouTube account. For, for closed captions people that need to listen with closed captions well, yeah just let us know what you'd be excited for yes. us to talk about because we have we do have some things planned for next year we're going to return in january
1: also let, let us know what are you excited for for 2020 yeah. what are you excited for for the 20s i know a lot of people are excited to see Pats um batman <laughs> yes i call him R. Pats. i think that's a great nickname
0: i think it's a great nickname i know he hates it but mm.
1: I think you know, that's part of the reason why I love it.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Let us know what you're excited for, and we'll we will catch you in 2020. Hope you have a lovely end of the year. If you celebrate Christmas, um, like Merry Christmas, the
0: holiday season, yep. Happy New Year, Happy New Year. I hope Star Wars isn't bad. Uh, Even I'm, I'm not a Star Wars fan, but I hope Star Wars isn't bad. I hope I I know a lot of people love it, so I hope it's not bad.
1: I I am hopeful it's not going to be bad. <laughs> it's coming
0: out on my birthday.
1: It's actually coming out the day before your birthday. It's coming Whatever. out on the 19th here. Yes, Australian Privilege is getting Star Wars the day before it comes out. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. understand why we get Star Wars then, but then for every other movie that's ever going to be released, they're like, you know what? We have to release this on Boxing Day. I yeah, wish I understood I that trend. I don't
0: get it. I thought I thought that things were released on Boxing Day just because it's the easiest way for, for, for cinemas here to make money.
1: Probably, but... At the same time, they're often so full of people. Like, mm-hmm. you can't even see them on that day anyway.
0: Mm.
1: We will see you guys in 2020.
0: Some episodes that we ha- w- that we do already have planned for when we return in January. We want to do one on Queer Eye. We want to do one on The Handmaiden. We want to do our episode on whether we should be sad and the representation of gay sad, of sadness in LGBT media.
1: We're going to do a Shakespeare episode. Yes!
0: Shakespeare episode.
1: We're also going to do an episode on Doctor Who for me. Yes. For all of you other gays out there who just love Doctor Who. Yeah. I'm, I'm here for y'all.
0: I think it would be fun to do an episode on on gay superheroes yeah we could yeah. do or that or just or like how how gay super, how hollywood has tried to tackle the issue well, of you representing n- you gay ser- superheroes. you know heroes. i've already got a i whole have a lot to say that. i have a lot to say um so oh yeah, that's gay a- tv is garbage Gay TV and Garbage is Here Why was was the first topic that we thought of. Like Mm. we wanted it to be our opening episode, but it's a very big topic. So I feel like we may actually just separate it with like separate case studies of different shows. We're still deciding on that. We're still deciding. But yeah, that's what we have planned for for next year when we return. But if you do have any suggestions, please let us know. Good luck with your
1: families and loved ones over the holidays. Absolutely. And uh, of course, we know, we can know that this year can be, this time of year can be very Mm -hmm. difficult. Obviously, look after yourself. And
0: -hmm. be safe and enjoy the rest of Sagittarius season. (laughs) Yeah, you'll be a whole year older when we come back. I will be. Mm -hmm. I will be 23. It will be time for me to retire to the Salton Sea.
1: Yep. Thank you for listening, as always, guys. Um, Thank you so much. Be good, be safe, and watch something nice. Yes. Bye. Bye.